Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with our first AEW episode in a while. Uh, I think, you know, collectively we've all kind of cooled on it. We've been letting the Tavern Boys over at the Turnbuckle Tavern kind of carry the AEW weight for the Pod Foundation. But we got Revolution going down this Sunday night, and we're going to go match by match and give our thoughts on where we stand as uh, going into, you know, one of the four pay-per-views of the year. Before we get into all that, though, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. Yeah, it is a little ironic that last week we were like, or was it week before last? I can't remember, but we were like, yeah, we haven't talked about AEW in a while. And then now we're just doing like a full blown like AEW episode. So to all of our AEW marks, uh, you're welcome for this. Marco, what's happening up in mass? Nothing much. Just uh, pulling some double duty. Just came off of the back raw down back. episode back and back. Uh, ready to talk some. Uh, well, I talked WWE. Now it's time to talk some. AW, so can't wait. And we got the birthday boy, Jordan. What's going on, man? Not too much, man. Just, uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk some AEW. I know you guys have cooled on it, but I I really have not. So He I, loves I, it. Always love it. I don't dislike AEW. I just, I, I sometimes I just forget. You know, I think there's nothing really like that draws me in right now at this exact moment, yeah. you know? To me, here. I'm a, I'm disappointed from where it was because there was like from that time when I got back on deployment um, in 2020, really up until the time they signed Adam Cole and uh, and CM Punk and Brian Danielson all around the same time. It was my favorite, man. It was like exactly what I wanted from pro wrestling. And I just felt like it's kind of fallen off a lot since yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, but there's going to be ebbs and flows in any promotion. Do we, I mean, how many times have we seen that through WWE? I mean, we went through some dark WWE days, no, uh, even you. just since we started this podcast, dude. So, you but know, it's it's only natural that there's going to be downtimes the, and uptimes and creative times and not so creative times. Yeah, you know? I get that. But I didn't think that ebb for AW would be this low from what the flow was. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you infuse CM Punk into your organization. Exactly. Uh, Sheena, tell us what's new on the farm. So we had a little, um, you know, surrogate mom situation here on the farm. We had our broody hen that we've talked about a few times, Blondie. It was just not looking good for her, for her clutch of eggs to hatch. So um, I went to the feed store. They got in some chicks and I, you know, tried to pull off this thing. I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but I got a couple of chicks for she her. Basically, did like the picture Indiana Jones when he yeah. takes the one jewel off and puts the other jewel back. That's or exactly or whatever on the thing. Yeah, like booby trap. So I, you know, I had read that you can take a broody hen and have her adopt day old baby chicks. They have to be under forty eight hours because once beyond that, they they kind of lose a little bit of that natural instinct to like burrow with uh, you know with the mama hen and that kind of thing. So they have to be super young and super fresh. So the the feed store had just gotten in baby chicks. I went and got a couple and she had two eggs. So I just um you know reached under, grabbed the egg and then I like stuck my hand under there and like placed the baby chick under and I did it with both chicks and sure enough, she took to it pretty well. And she's been such a good little mama so far and she's taking care of them. And it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. Like these little like silky furry baby chicks, just like, you know, hopping all around um, our little silky hen. So um, yeah, that that's been what's new on the farm. So hopefully they make it. Chicks are really fragile. So I'm, you know, we're not out of the woods yet that, you know, these chicks are going to, you know, make it to the farm, but uh, yeah, they're here and we're, we're 
giving them the best we can while we got them. What the what the kids name Emily and Shelly. Oh yeah, Emily and Shelly. That was the names Brett came up with. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where those those names came from, but yeah, Emily and Shelly. Shelly's a good name for you know a freshly hatched chick, but yeah, Emily. I don't, I don't know anybody named Emily. I don't think. Mm, yeah, I, I know a few. I, I know a few Emilys, but I think it's definitely a good name for a baby chicken. Yeah. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show and all of the links to all of our partners and all of our pod foundation brethren at chickfoley.com. You can also follow at pod foundation on Instagram to stay up to date on all the latest with the pod foundation. Jordan, what are you guys going to do to celebrate your birthday this weekend? Um, so we're going to go out to a bar with some friends on Saturday and watch the UFC fight. Um, I don't know, man. Birthdays just kind of run together once you get it past 30. So <laughs> no, man, you got, I mean, we, we're not like, I think we're bigger birthday people than we are. Like even like Christmas people, dude, I feel like we do it bigger for birthdays and stuff. I just feel like for it's such kids a, we do. I don't feel for like such we a really special day. Our... I mean, in the last couple of years for, for us, I mean, just cause I took you, know. you to Axe though and took you to the Mexican restaurant on your birthday this year. Yeah. I'm that's the kind of date I like, dude. I'm here for that, dude. I'm an easy, I'm an easy day. Take me to throw some axes. Give me a margarita. I'm, I'm... took you to Walmart to walk around. Yeah. We went to Walmart and walked around. It was a good day. Yeah. We, we, stayed in the the oakland area if you know oakland it's like a little one-stop light town literally and uh yeah we didn't have to leave oakland for our date night so are you guys going to the speakeasy jordan or are you guys just going to a regular bar no just a regular bar this weekend we did the speakeasy jordan last made year. The mistake he made the mistake one time and told me he went to a speakeasy and I've just, I've never gotten over it since then. <laughs> you have to do like the, the special knock and like the password <clears throat> and like the whole none. I picture more in like the little leather, like fedora yeah. and it's like little vest and stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then a guy like sliding the little peephole over like, you know, what's the password? I've, I've, hey sir, I have a Manhattan. Extra neat. <laughs> I've yeah. actually done one of those before. Um, oh yeah? Yeah, it's like a hidden, they got, it, was in, it was in Maine. We went to Maine for uh, one of my friend's bachelor parties and they're like, there's a bar around here. And it's literally like the area does, does not, it's like literally apartments. There's no like stores or anything like that. They're like, there's no bar around here. So we're like walking around and stuff like that. We find this like apartment building. We go in and lo and behold, hidden wall and everything. Hidden wall That's you go through. Cool. I was like, what the hell is this? It was a really nice place. Yeah, I've only ever seen that on like reality TV shows and no, stuff. No, we went to one. We went to one in Hawaii. Remember above the aviation museum, the one downtown. Remember when we did Paradise Pedals on the bike? Oh, I was really, I was really hammered that night. I do not remember where or how we ended up anywhere that night. Yeah, sadly, I think the place closed down during COVID, of course. But there was a really cool like World War II museum. And um, it was like right in the downtown area of, of Honolulu. And you could go up the steps and there was a door. If you knocked on, like the bartender slid a little window open and you had to give them the password. Which is oh v my for, gosh. V I have, for victory. I remember that night and I remember like a few, I, I have no recollection of that at all. She got blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you, if you guys can even imagine that nowadays. Oh, I can. I've seen it. Down. Oh yeah, that's true. Jordan, Jordan has seen it. It, does, it doesn't happen. I mean, I shoot. I don't, I don't think it's happened since, uh, since we've had kids, but, uh, that was the that was the old Sheena <laughs> party Sheena Memorial Day 2016 was I think the last time you got straight up white girl wasted that was the time where we had to carry you um, <laughs> down the street back home to the neighbor's house yeah. me and Matt Muncy yeah and then when you got there while Matt was still there we were just getting you tucked down on the couch you puked all over into the trash can luckily I thought to bring the trash can over there but oh my yeah. god not not my be- not my best moment but yeah I uh, 
white girl wasted as, is a good way to describe it. As my wife would say, blackout with your rack out. Is that, that's, what, uh, <laughs> that's what she says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. And we want to remind you guys to check out our Patreon exclusive uh, Facebook group. If you go to chickfoley.com, you can get the link to our Patreon. Um, we're going to be starting up a brand new Foley Picks League right after WrestleMania after weekend. I win, after I win the Foley Picks League this year. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, and it's just a great place to discuss wrestling, figure hunt, life. Like It's just, it's a really great community. It's kind of hard to to wrap it up into you know a nice, timely little um, you know ad or whatever on, on the show. You just got to check it out to, uh, to get the yeah, vibe. Yeah, it's worth your two bucks just to check it out, you know? All right, anybody else got anything they need to express feelings on before we get into AEW Revolution? I don't think no. so. All right, let's get into it. First off, we're, this is the fourth version of Revolution, man. I think we got to change up some of these pay-per-view names also. Like, what's, like, All Out, like... All uh, Out, All In, Revolution. Well, all In, that was the, the pre-AW oh, yeah, one. Yeah, right. so it's been All Out and AW. Double or Nothing, I can deal with those two. Yeah. Jordan, you know, you're the biggest AW mark here, man. Tell me why revolution and full gear should stick around as pay-per-view names i don't mind full gear as much i don't really like revolution though i just i don't i just don't get the the whole gist behind it but i don't mind full gear i think that's an okay pay-per-view name i feel like it's a decent like b-show name like you know akin to like armageddon or like stomping ground something like that if you only have him four pay-per-views a year though. I think these names need some gravitas, you know, some, uh, some, some, some je ne sais quoi. Yeah. You know? Something like you said, like all, all out and double or nothing. Like those have a little bit of like heart and soul for AEW, you yeah. know, like they're very like, like meaningful. Whereas like full gear and revolution are so basic. Yeah. Revolution. It's like, what the heck? There would be just the year before AEW launched Did evolution. You know, all women's yeah. evolution. Yeah. Just, you, you know, think about like Ring of Honor. You got Death Before Dishonor. You know what I mean? That grabs you by the balls, dude. Like, yeah. I, if you even wasn't watching Ring of Honor, if somebody told me like, "Hey, Death Before Dishonor is going down this Saturday night," I'm like, "Oh shit, I need to go and see what that card's going to look like." That sounds badass. You yeah. Know? Um. But yeah, let's get into the uh, let's get into the matches. So we have eight matches for this one. A little bit of a light card as far as AW goes, but I think that's due to a you know having a 60 minute Iron Man match um, for the main event. Let's kick it off. With Christian finally going up against Jungle Boy Jack Perry, no holds barred match should be a lot of fun. Uh, Marco, you think this is where we finally see Jungle Boy put Christian to uh, t- to rest once and for all? Yeah, I think so. Uh, kind of hit on this a little bit uh, for some reason. I don't know why on on Raw down earlier, and we, I think I, that's right. We were talking about storylines and you know the comparison between WWE right now and AEW, and uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I think I'm hoping it's over. I, I think the storyline um, should come to an end at this at this point. I don't see it going any it feels further. Feels like it's been that. going on forever. Yeah. But I will say, you got. I have openly just crapped on Christian on this show on <laughs> multiple occasions. That's true. But I will say, I do believe that he has elevated Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I can't not give him credit for that. I think he's uh, he's done his job with Jungle Boy. I do think this is the time that Jungle Boy goes over. Yeah. I mean, he, he almost has to. Like, I think. It doesn't do Christian any good to go over in this in this match. So um, this is Jungle Boy's moment. Yeah, yeah. It was a good a good heel for him to go up against to really level him up because Christian's been so hateable. Like he's not mm-hmm. getting any cheers. You know, I think with a guy like Jungle Boy, you always run the risk of that like white meat baby face. Like the fans just end up like turning on him because he's just too corny. But yeah. he does a great job playing the underdog. And I think it's time for him to go after some singles gold after this. You know, you could either. Uh, 
do like, you know, go, go after Orange Cassidy, do a face versus face thing for the All Atlantic, or you go for the TNT. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Jordan? Will we see Jungle Boy with a, uh, a singles championship around his waist this year? Man, I hope so. This, this dude has so much talent to just be in this storyline for as long as he's been. Um, I, I definitely don't think he's going to win the big gold, but yeah, I could see him being TNT champ or something along those lines this year, I, and I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Remember how cool that was? Um, that that double or nothing we watched at our house when Jungle when Boy won, won the, the Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. I was like, so stoked, and I had picked Jungle Boy, dude. So I, I think that's what I didn't. I win a bet or something. I remember being so excited. Holy Pixie was around then, so maybe it was something were. else. We had something else going on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's definitely one of my top like five or six uh, AW moments so far. But should be a good match. But yeah, I agree. I think all parties would best be served by moving on after this. Um, Real quick though, what's up with Luchasaurus, man? Is, is he's Luchasaurus, hurt. So he is hurt. Yeah. So we don't expect him to play a factor in this at all. I mean, I don't know unless unless Renee's pants were giving us some sort of clue when she was interviewing you. She had some serious reptilian green <laughs> pants going on while she was. I was like, oh, she's cha- she's channeling Luchasaurus, you know. So, uh, but no, I don't think we see him. I'd be cool whenever he does come back if they just retcon that whole heel turn and stuff and just bring him back being Jungle Boys. Uh, buddy, and we can all just pretend like that whole thing never happened. Yeah, you know? I'm okay with that. Because I did think, like, I thought the presentation was really cool. Like, when he first came out as a heel Christian, like, I thought that was badass. But it just got weird because in the next week he was back with Jungle Boy. Yeah. And he turned on Jungle Boy again. I don't know. What, what, what do you what do you see for Luchasaurus' future, Jordan? Um, I, I don't know, man. He's, he's more of a gimmick with the way they originally booked him to me. Um, I mean, at first he was like a kid-friendly person, and now he's Bad Luchasaurus. I, I don't know, dude. I, I feel like they've lost their way with him, much like they have a lot of people on the roster. So I don't have. But does hope. he really even work without Jungle Boy? No. Like, you know, because the, the whole the whole thing with with Jurassic Express was like Marco and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. It kind of made it like a cool thing <clears throat> that he was a dinosaur, you know, and I feel like it's a little bit awkward that like this guy's like a grown up dinosaur outside of the. <laughs> You I know. feel like if they, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like if they keep the same presentation they had, like he could totally be like AW's version of Kane. Yeah, you know what I mean, okay. like settle in and be like a monster heel that's not really a threat, but is still a good enough worker and a cool enough character that you know he he, he could eat up some screen time for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to what I think should be the main event on the card: House of Black versus the Elite. Yeah. This oh could be God. I just did. I hope they don't turn this Jordan's into a best of seven series. I am too, man. Like this match is going to fucking rock. And there's really been like minimal build, like a little bit of, a little bit of house of black spookiness and yeah. stuff, but nothing crazy. Um, this is a match I've been like dreaming of for a really long time, man. Like house of black always fucking rocks the house. That match they had with, uh, Eric Rowan and, uh, who else was it? I think it was Eric Rowan, Pac and, uh, Ray Phoenix, maybe it was either Ray Phoenix or Pentagon. It was one of them, but they had Eric Rowan filling in for one of the Lucha Bros in a six man tag on the pre show, I think, for one of the pay per views. And it was just incredible. Like, I think this could be an instant match of the year. I just hope that they don't book another crazy six man match like the next week on Dynamite. Like, dude, yeah. let, let this one breathe for a little bit, you know, because it, it should be insane. And let's let's have the proper outcome. Let's get House of Black the belts, dude. Like, we need to, we need to go ahead and break up the. Elite, like Kenny needs to be doing a singles thing. Well, Kenny is going to be doing a singles thing in WWE for the su- for the summer, so well, true. they got to get that belt off. <laughs> word, word on the street, um, but uh, yeah, and then we need to get Matt and Nick back in the the tag team division, dude. 
Yeah, I they've been tied up in this trios thing, and I just really don't think it's doing what they want it to do. I can see this one going either way. Like I said, I would, and it may happen because Daniel Bryan, you know, or excuse me, Brian Danielson's been planting some seeds on the the podcast circuit this week. He said he's really pushing for him and MJF to go first. He thinks that one hour Ironman match would actually be a great way to open the show. Hmm. Instead of closing it, you know, that's a long ass match. And the thing about the Ironman matches is like, you're just waiting for that last five minutes. Cause like, let's, I mean, I'm not trying to like, you know, be a, be a, you know, a downer, but it's like, I mean, they're going to, it's going to be a good yeah, match. It's, it's but- an hour long match though. There's going to be, you know, to take your phrase, some ebbs and flows yeah. to the, uh, the pace of the match. And I think it could work good as an opening match. And yeah. I would, I would just love to see House of Black and Elite go last, man. Like, Jordan, how how hard are you on, on for this match, dude? Dude, when, when I saw they announced this match, I was like, I mean, you can just scrape the rest of the card off and just give me three hours of this, and I'll, I'd be completely fine with it. I mean, just getting Kenny and Malachi alone is worth this match happening. Like, yeah, those cool. two are going to put it down together, so... Yeah, I think this will probably go pretty long. I mean, you assume this is going to be at least 30 minutes, right? Um, but yeah, yeah it, they're going to put it down for sure. I'm yeah, because so, everybody's going to have to get their shit in, you know? I'm so yeah, excited. I think, like, unless, like, if we're taking, like, cross-promotional matches off the table, I think, except maybe, like, Seth and Roman in a WrestleMania main event, this might be, like, my most wanted match I want to see in all of wrestling, mm-hmm. man. Like, that's how excited <laughs> I am for this, man. Um, Marco, what do you think, man? Is House of Black going to take the straps? I uh, I mean I, I think they are. I hope they do. Uh, I think it's definitely time for them to have some type of gold there. I think you know that little time off, that little break that they had to uh, kind of like regroup. I think um, is should definitely be the sign of them, you know, carrying some gold there. So um, yeah, I think uh, I'm with Sheen. I think they should maybe not break up the elite, but kind of like you know, Young Bucks go back to doing the tag team thing. Kenny go, you know, solo. Yeah, they don't have um, to end on bad terms. I'm just saying, like, they yeah. just, like, the trios is not where those guys are going to be utilized. Exactly. If, if House of Black loses this, I feel like that That's might be done. the end of House of That's Black. That's done. Yeah, yeah like, they're done. Because we've, we've seen them lose some high profile matches before, man. Yeah. Like, they, this is absolute must win. This is them. the moment, dude. All right, let's go to the uh, moment. You guys know a little moment. God. <laughs> this is one they could totally scrap, man. I know there's been a lot of like kind of mid grade storytelling going on with this match. I'm not even, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm in on all the inner workings on the the, the storyline aspects on this. Jordan, tell me why I should care about this three way for the AW Women's Championship. I can't because I don't care either. That's how you know yeah. it's bad. I have no interest in this match at all. I like. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman. I'm a woman, and I'm like, yeah. I got a really bad feeling Soraya is walking away with the belt. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's definitely not going to be Ruby, but I could totally see a scenario where Jamie just keeps carrying the strap. They've been dude. pushing Ruby hard too, though, man. Ruby's over with the fans. I think I would. Jamie Hater's the most over. I think Ruby's more over than Soraya with the AW crowd right now. I mean, just because somebody's over with the crowd doesn't mean that's what. I mean, I guess Tony Khan's with better Tony Khan booking. Yeah, yeah. with Vince true. McMahon, that's the worst thing he can be is over with the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your pick on this one, Jordan? Uh, I'm going to go Jamie Hayter just because I want her to retain. Would I be surprised if Soraya won? No. But I'd be shocked if Ruby Soho won. What's the status on Jamie and Britt's relationship? Are they rock solid or have they been teasing Britt, kind of screwing her over for a while? Because I feel like Britt's a much more natural heel, and that'd be a great way to get some good heel heat by screwing over her, you know, one-time protege. I mean, it certainly seems like they're going to build to that eventually. The problem is, is I don't think Jamie Hayter is going to have the belt when they eventually do pull it is the worst part okay. about it. 
So, you, you know, and it doesn't seem like they're there right now with it, uh, storyline wise. No, it doesn't seem like it, but would it shock you if they pulled the trigger on it Sunday yeah, night? Just, I mean, you know, just out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. She comes to the ringside to help her and ends up helping Soraya. I, I don't know, dude. It, AEW can do some weird things every once in a while. Especially on the pay-per-views. I feel like they have some puzzling decisions sometimes on their pay-per-views. Uh, up next, we got Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks with the stipulation. Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside. How much do you guys want to bet these rascals somehow find a way to get to ringside? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They always they always seem to you know get past security, sneaky little bastards. You little you know? rascals. Yeah. Every time it seems like there's a stipulation like this, it's always like the one thing that the stipulation was supposed to prevent ends up deciding the match. Yeah, they'll buy they'll buy tickets and be sitting ringside and uh, you know jump the jump the barricade. I'm thinking like they're like one of them's like a cameraman or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and throw some fireballs. <laughs> I think this match is, anybody... is going to be good, though. Honestly, I mean, yeah, it should be. good. It's going to be good. I'm just like this has been going on for what feels like way too long for Ricky Starks. I think <clears throat> I feel like there's a better direction for him. And we've I feel like we've seen that storyline. They I feel like they've done this a few times where if somebody wants to get to Jericho, they gotta they gotta wrestle through you know the whole crew to get to him. It's just so really just by the numbers, man. But mm-hmm. ho- hopefully Ricky Starks goes over and looks great. I'm hoping he brings back the uh, the long tights he wore against Powerhouse Hobbs on pay-per-view. That's what, we, that's what he needs to have yeah. if he truly wants to ascend to uh, to main event status. All right, then we got TNT Championship. This is another feud that feels like it's been going on forever. Wardlow and Samoa Joe, man. Like, how long has this thing been going on? Months. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. I mean, we saw Darby Allen actually win and lose the TNT Championship during the time this feud's been going. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has Samoa Joe done anything special with the belt, or did they kind of like killed off that gimmick of a new belt for every champ? I think he. I don't think he has no, a custom a title. Now. Same yeah, thing. He's got a yeah standard title. Yeah, and he's still Ring of Honor TV champ, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Ring of Honor, they launched their TV, their new TV show tonight. So maybe. Maybe he drops the belt to Wardlow here so he can focus more on Ring of Honor and Joe's just. But I mean, is that guy. where we want Samoa Joe? No. But that's where he's I mean, gonna be. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, let's let's have him drop the TNT title so he can focus on Ring of Honor. And I'm like, but why? I'd be cool with him being in like the main event scene of Ring of Honor. But yeah, the mid card of Ring of Honor feels a little bit beneath Samoa Joe. Yeah. Did did any of you guys subscribe to Honor Club? Uh, Not no. I. I did before, but I haven't yet for the new one. Are you Are you going to? Yeah, I will. Do you have to have it for the pay-per-views? Are the pay-per-views still going to be on Fight or Bleacher Report? Dude, they're changing everything because uh, New Japan did it for this last one, too. It was only on Fight TV, and usually those are all streaming. So I'm imagining Honor Club's going to do the exact same thing and get more money and put it on Fight. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, keep, I mean, keep more than money, money wise, it makes sense. Like, dude, people are going to want to watch these shows. I couldn't believe New Japan was just giving people Wrestle Kingdom for nine dollars a month. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, sorry, sorry to keep playing twenty questions. Like I said, I've really been <laughs> out on AEW though over the last like six or seven weeks. Man, it's just I, it's a product of you know. I think a big part of it is MJF being on top, dude. I'm just not. I like MJF as a really good mid-card heel. I don't buy him at all as a main eventer. And then I think WWE's kind of been giving me exactly what I want for my wrestling fix. So uh, I just haven't been hit. Well, don't worry. You can you can um, bow down at the altar of Brian Danielson soon enough. So I'm actually you know. we'll get to that match. But yeah, I 
I'll save my thoughts. But yeah, well, I, I got some interesting uh, takes on that one. Mm. Let's go to the Texas Deathmatch, man. So this one, it feels like Hangman's got to win. That's kind of yeah. like his gimmick. And it's it's a known fact that Mox has a weakness in these matches. You know, that's where he lost the New Japan United States Championship to Lance Archer. But also, dude, we saw Mox, you know, he's taken some high-profile losses on pay-per-view this year. Like, I don't know if, if Mox gets beat again. And it's a Texas death match. You know, for those who don't know, it's basically like last-man-standing rules. You got to get a 10 count. So somebody's going over strong on this one. Um, I don't know. How, how do you see this one going down, guys? I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think Hangman, like I'm getting the vibe that Hangman's going to win, but I, it's hard for me to believe that like a match like this with a stipulation that is just built for John Moxley, it's it's not going to go his way. But, you know, again, he's been trying to take a vacation for like two years now. So it's like maybe yeah. this is maybe this is like the legit time he's going to take a real vacation yeah. so, and take some time off. I agree. I think he loses and then rides off into the sunset, finally gets that. That lengthy vacation he's been longing for yeah. that uh, CM Punk kind of ripped away from him. <laughs> Remember, he was supposed to get it after the um, like after the barbed wire like, match too, yeah. and then he hurt yeah. himself, like so he just kind of was in rehab, and then came back like two months later or whatever, and then you know he just kind of kept kept the cog going. So Weird. they've been doing the story too that like you know Hangman's been going out of his way to say how much he hates the violence, and we know Mox is like ultra violent, so. I, you know, if it's WWE with their kind of more predictable booking, I could see it ending with Mox losing, but like smiling through a face full of blood, you know, that he yeah. finally got Hangman to, you know, embrace the hate or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just, Maybe they just make Hangman snap, dude. Like you said, he hates the violence. And then, you know, he like Moxley takes him to that place and he just, you know. Is there any heels floating out there right now that we could see make a surprise return slash debut that could end up deciding this one? Uh, Switchboard. <laughs> nobody that really. Yeah, but dude, Switchblade put down one of these two guys. I don't know, man. He was on top of the world in New Japan, so anything's possible. True. I mean, he beat Okada, dude. Like that'd be a good way for him to come in too. I could see Switchblade coming in, screwed over Mox, and then you know Mox can take his vacation. You could tell a little story where you know Hangman's pissed that that Switchblade helped him out or whatever. Um, I don't think we're gonna get interference in this match, though. I think Hangman needs a a win badly, and I think he'll get a clean win. Beating Mox in a Texas death match, like, solo, because Lance Archer did have some help. Beating him solo, like, that would be just insane, man. It's That's- so funny that you say that, because I um, I found, I was going through all my videos like I was the other day, and there was a video of us. We were filming an episode of Unboxing Mania, and we were watching AEW in the side, and it caught us, like, with um, Lance Archer beating Mox, and we were like, <laughs> oh, my God, Mox lost? Are you joking? So I'll have to post that in the group. I'll find it and post it for you guys. Yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's gonna be crazy seeing Mox lose, man. I just he was just booked so strong over the last year. Um, let's go to the tag team match, Fatal Four Way: The Guns versus the Acclaimed <laughs> versus Jay Lethal and the Last Outlaw, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Orange Housen, Orange Cassidy, and Dan Housen. Like my question for this match. Where the one, two actually, one, how is this not on the pre show? And two, where the fuck is FTR? Isn't there a um, TBD for this match? Like, no, that was Orange uh, Oh, to Wednesday, and Orange Housing was the TBD. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know then. (laughs) I can't tell you. Dude, this. Sorry, my voice, you know. (laughs) That's how bad this match is. Sheena's voice is actually Start cracking. Really <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, it's the, like, don't even talk the about acclaimed it. Acclaimed is the one legit team we have in this match. I am not ever acknowledging the Gun Club. They're fucking terrible. 
Orangehausen's they're not winning. I, this is fucking stupid, honestly. This I got a bad feeling. Double J is walking out with those. Yeah, belts. I was gonna oh say that. God. I don't know That's why they've been. It's been yeah. It's been such a big story with those guys, yeah. man. Um, I could yeah that that I could totally see it happen. Yeah, I could see their um the gun club retaining by sneakily just retaining like in a heelish way or like you said um Jay Lethal and uh, Jeff Jarrett walk out with the uh with the titles. Did you guys happen to see the new team that formed that the, besides Orange House and the other new team that formed on Wednesday night? God. It sounds batshit crazy on the surface, but the more I thought about it, I'm really kind of digging it. Naturally limitless, Dustin Rhodes and Keith oh, Lee. Yeah. Wow. They, they yes, formed the tag. Wow. I do like that. Yeah. yeah they formed they're going after, <clears throat> you know, Swerve and and his goons, Ugh. man. But I'd be totally cool with them having a run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Gold, you know, Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes, he's the he really is the natural dude. Like he's the fucking ageless one. He's somehow better in ring now than it, it, you know, maybe like 90, 91 OG WCW run. He was a little bit better, but he's as good as I remember him entering. And Keith Lee's always a dude who's always seemed way older than his years. And I just think they'd be a badass tag team, man. That would warm my heart to see like Dustin Rhodes get another run with the the tag team belts with Keith Lee as his partner. Yeah. So I'm hoping that goes somewhere and it's not just a, not just a one-off for this thing with Swerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like that a lot. That'd be really cool. And dude, I, you know, Dustin's the one that dropped that naturally limitless name, and I'm like, dude, he's just he's such a pro, man. He knows how it goes. He knew like with that name that would like hook people, like yeah, yeah. Because you gotta have a name as a tag team, man. That always makes it better instead of it's just you know Orange Cassidy and Danhausen or whatever. Yeah. So you think Keith Lee's gonna come out in like a gold cat suit? Ooh, you know, that would be pretty oh, awesome. Now we're talking. <laughs> no, I would much wig. rather see him gold cat. Oh yeah. I would much rather see yeah. Keith Lee. Swerve, to, pardon the pun, right. to uh, to Goldust look than uh, than Goldust going with with Keith Lee's gear and stuff yeah. at this point in his career. Poor Keith Lee, the little biker shorts. Yeah, oh, Keith, Keith Lee's look needs some needs some work, dude. But you know, poor Keith. We won't we won't go down the gear rabbit hole again this week. No, oh, man. He's if you uh, to plug yeah. another show. If you want to go listen to uh, Cheap Heat, he's got a pretty good interview on Cheap Heat this week that he did. So pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, it's just look on the Ringer Wrestling Show now for the podcast feed. Um, and let's get to the main event. One hour Iron Man match, MJF versus Brian Danielson. I can say for the first time, and I can't remember when, I am rooting for Brian Danielson to win <laughs> a match. Well, I you know, I don't have to think back that far to me rooting for it Brian Danielson, but I, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> um I, I am rooting for Brian Danielson. I I thought his promo was good. I, you know, I've watched a lot of Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson over the years. And um, it's very rare that he gets like, like the, the passion like that. Like, I feel like there was like some anger and some passion there that, you know, cause normally he's like a low key kind of dude, you know? Um, but I, I really love seeing him just like shut MJF all the way up and uh, shut him out the other day. How do you see this one playing out, Jordan? Um, I, I'm with you, man. I get, I get the MJF hate. I, I get it, but dude, I, I need Adam Cole to be the one that takes the belt off of him. I just, I feel like that's a much bigger payoff. Um, and this is no Daniel Bryan slander. I mean, Dan, yeah. Daniel Bryan's awesome, but can I mean, are we really going to do Daniel Bryan as the AEW champion right now? I just, I don't see it. And I don't see him taking the belt off MJF just yet. True, but the thing about Daniel Bryan is, or Bryan Danielson, is that he has, I mean, he's got a limited window, I think. You know what I mean? Like, he's only got so many bumps left on his bump card. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, 
I mean, I guess any wrestler has that, but yeah. I mean, just particularly yeah, Daniel. At any time. Yeah, particularly Daniel Bryan. I think uh, he, you know, they need to capitalize on it while he's hot, and um, you know, he he deserves it. He's earned yeah. it. I feel like he's done. He's done good since he's been in AEW. I just don't know how MJF beats Daniel Bryan. In yeah. an Iron Man match. Yeah. yeah. In a regular match, yeah, I could see it. Because anything could happen for one fall. But how does he win an hour-long Iron Man match? This is probably... I, your, I don't know. That, this is probably your match with the run-ins and stuff, I would imagine. Who Who's going to run in, though, for MJF? I don't know, man. This is the match that I could honestly switch see Switchblade running in on. And him being, like, in a fucking yeah. thing with MJF. I, I don't know, dude. I just have a weird feeling that that's how this match ends. Maybe it's just my MJF slander, dude. I just feel like um I I just feel like even with somebody running in, dude, yeah. like within an hour, I feel like Daniel Bryan would come back. I feel like maybe it, you know, if I'm fantasy booking this, maybe they do kind of like Seth and Dolph did in their Iron Man match where remember mm-hmm. Dolph just hit Seth with a chair, take the DQ pin, but then just beat the fuck out of him with it cuz they you know, yeah, kinda, then you can, it's, yeah. it's like no double jeopardy, right? You can only get DQ'd once and then he pinned Seth like two or three times right in a row. Um and that and you know, kind of I so I can see that maybe MJF does something to do put Daniel Bryan, you know, and down a couple falls early and then Daniel Bryan just scraps back, but hit yeah. him with the dynamite ring. Yeah, got the dynamite ring, you know, low blow, whatever. It's multiple different ways you could do it, but, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I am intrigued, man. Even though I'm not the biggest MJF fan, and and don't get me wrong, MJF's super talented. I just don't buy him as a world champ, man. Yeah. That's it. Here, like, here. I, 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 I think yeah. he's an improved version of. I think he's an improved version <laughs> of the Miz, man. Um, Mark, I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. Give us the final score and who wins. Ooh, final score. Dang. I've I, with these matches, I always feel they. They like, I feel, I have a feeling they might kind of copy paste uh, Sean and Brett at some point. Just do maybe like, that's not going to be a bunch of pins. They Um, love, they love a Brett tribute. Yeah, it might be. I'm going to go, I'm going to go three. I'm going to go one and one. um, And then the final pin. I don't think it's going to be like multiple pins across the board. It's going to be, no one, uh, Brian Danielson, I mean, there'll be, there might be a submission. Uh, a submission uh, fall for him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF will probably, like you said, get a, um, maybe like a, not a DQ, a one, but yeah, like a, a cheap fall or something like that. And then the last one will be, you know, the final like nail in the coffin. But yeah, I don't see any, yeah. I don't see it going too crazy. Cause just to, you know, piggyback off of stuff like MJF, and, you know, and all his greatness on the mic and stuff like that. Um, I don't think could really hold a candle to, uh, Brian Danielson yeah. in the ring. It's not really going to be believable if he like pins Daniel yeah, Bryan five so six times. It's going to yeah. be spread out too. It's not going to be like back to back. It's going to be you know early, middle, and you know end essentially. So Marco's going two to one MJF. Sheena, what do you say? Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be three to four. Whoa. Brian Danielson. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of pins. I say, I say, I say three to two MJF. What do you say? That's what I was going to go. It's three to two. And can we just fast forward to Adam Cole winning the title in three months? Like, uh, we're, we're all ready for it. Like, let's just get to that point. I don't think, that's the thing. I don't think every, every AEW title run has to be like super long. I think that's where people are getting hung up on MJF. Like he won this thing in November. So it's like, this is, this has been a decent, 
<clears throat> excuse my voice, sorry, uh, been a decent title run. But like, it, I mean, it's I can totally see him dropping the belt right now. It's not like it's like, oh my God, who's going to dethrone MJF, you know? And I mean, same thing with Daniel Bryan. If Daniel Bryan wins and then in a few months, Adam Cole beats him or somebody else beats him. Like, I don't think that's like, you know, so yeah. far fetched. I, I see him schmuck had a couple of, Day long rains mixed in there also. Yeah. Well, that is yeah, that's true. Right. They haven't given us the. I think it's just with the four pay per views a year, man. It makes it mm-hmm. tough, dude, because they got they got to make money on those. Or they don't have to, but for them to be successful as a company, you know, they got to make money on those pay per views. So yeah, a long term champion historically is where the money's at. But yeah, I do. It would be nice to mix it in some of those like flash title changes, or let you know let somebody win it and lose it, and you know let the champ regain it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fight for but, it. Yeah, you're right. They do like a uh, pretty lengthy title right there in AEW. All right, let's take the beverage break, uh, wash some of this AEW taste out of our mouths, and we'll hit on something quick uh, for WWE and the road to WrestleMania. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we tell you guys what we're sipping on while we pod. Sheena, go first since you have the lamest choice of this water. week. Water. Damn. Uh, no, it's, it's not coffee. water. It's Enema so, yeah. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you know, we were just talking about back in the day getting white girl wasted, and here I am drinking my um, Element electrolytes oh, at, uh, oh, wow. what okay. is it, 10, 10 o'clock at night. You know, it's got a little magnesium, some potassium, sodium. You know, it's going to help me get a good night's sleep mm-hmm. after this. Um, you know, refuel all my minerals from my workout today and, you know, working out in the yard and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it's the chocolate flavor. So it's almost like a little hot chocolate. I have it in my my mug. Uh, it's delicious. I really like those. Uh, it's LMNT. If you're looking for a good electrolyte supplement, uh, Rob Wolf is the creator of them. He's like, you know, one of my longtime uh, nutrition gurus. He was like one of the first guys that I followed when I started doing like paleo and stuff back in like 2010. Um, but yeah, so Rob, Rob Wolf, uh, Element LMNT, if you're looking for a good sober Sally electrolyte drink. <laughs> All right. If anybody's still awake, uh, Jordan, tell them what you're drinking. I am drinking. They won't be, they won't be if they're drinking this because they're going to get a good night's sleep. I'm drinking Hop Rising, a tropical double IPA from Squatters Craft Beers in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's really good beer. It's 9%. So I'm three in. So uh, 30 more minutes and I might be cooked. Wow. Nice. Oh, yeah. Got you a good Mormon beer. <laughs> wow. All right, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking a simply lemonade. I think I got a blueberry one. That I'm drinking or no, water, watermelon. Water, that's a watermelon. Well, they all taste about the same. They're good. Yeah, watermelon lemonade. Watermelon's yeah. my. I think it's my favorite. These things one. aren't really good. Yeah, they're really uh, good. Marco, what are you drinking? Uh, yeah, so it seems like for some reason it's collab collab season around here in uh in the uh, in the North Shore area. So there's another uh, Lord Hobo who's around the corner for me. They they have a collab uh, beer with. A kind of like a world, not world famous, a North Shore famous uh, donut place called Kane's Donuts. Um, if anyone ever I've heard vi- of Kane's Donuts, yeah. yeah. If anyone's that's ever gotta the- be, that's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a flaming donut? And that'd mean, be cool. They should actually. That'd be pretty cool. But, flaming um, donut. So they're <laughs> known like for the like- dictionary. Let's give her the flaming donut last night. <laughs> Marco, tell us about this beer, dude. You're leading us down a dark path. Right oh my now. god. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so Cane's Donuts. They're known for like yeah, they 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 bake their donuts you know in house. So like they're and they they're so they're huge. 
they're like the size of a plate almost, like all, literally all the donuts. But one is uh, made famous as the Boston Cream Donut. Um, that's pretty much like their you know staple flagship donut. And they uh, Lord Hobo actually got together and made a white stout with uh, cocoa. Uh, I think it's like cocoa nibs. Coffee beans, cacao and, nibs, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> cacao nibs, uh, coffee beans, vanilla extract, um, and it's it's fantastic. Actually, it's um, that sounds good. Yeah, it's, that it, sounds like something I would I would like. It's smooth, you a flaming donut, a white stout, and like a Boston cream donut. You got a hell of a weekend going, dude. Boston <laughs> yeah. cream pie. G- give her the Boston cream. <laughs> so I gave her the flaming donut, and that led right into the Boston <laughs> cream pie. Of course. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hear from the two bad chads, and then we'll talk some uh, WrestleMania. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right. Uh, Contrary to what we were speculating on last week, Brock Lesnar and Omos does appear to be a uh, a real thing for us. I can't believe this. Are you you guys homo sapiens or uh, are you guys shitting on this match? (laughs) We're homo sapiens over here. Oh, man. This is fucking I I really thought, I thought for sure it was going to be a swerve and we were getting something with Brock and Bray or Brock, Bobby and Bray. One thing I can think is like Brock's just in his check cashing era right now and like, he knows anything he does with Ray with Bray is going to be way more work than just showing up and suplex and Omos and hitting yeah, him so true. Apparently, what happened was, uh, did you guys read any rumors or dirt sheets and all that? No junk. Mm-hmm. So, um, so obviously, people are like, oh, well, this, is, this is Vince booking, blah blah, because obviously it's Brock and Omos, which I get. I mean, if it's going to be one person that you know Vince is going to kind of book, it's going to be Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's I mean. Triple H hasn't, I don't think, done the greatest job. Yeah. With Bro- the Brock, may, Brock may only work with Vince. Yeah, you know I mean, he, Brock stormed out when Vince yeah. got Yeah, hurt. so, I mean, that and they also, there was also a rumor that, I mean, which I believe this is true, they actually brought Bray to, well, they brought the idea of Bray to Brock and he was just like, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> which, which is, I can see is that. probably more likely, like, if we talked about this last week, like, Brock, is he's not going to do the funhouse the fucking yeah. Uncle Howdy's would've and all that dumb shit. Ever. He's not going to take it seriously. I mean, it would it would be a wash for both. Would have been hilarious, dude. So, dude, I, if Brock, I just was wanted Brock and Bobby to be bros, dude. Like, you yeah. know, dude, if, if Bobby Brock could show up and bring Brock a latte, if Brock would have went to the funhouse, have been the greatest promo of all time. Think so? Yes, dude. Did I you see him funny, running around dude, the yeah. ring, slapping hands with fans and stuff? The dude has changed so much in like the last. Dude, two Brock years. is Brock is having the time of his life. The yeah. last like two three years, Brock has been like the happiest I've ever felt like I've seen him in WWE. Dude. I think it would do irreparable damage to Bray Wyatt though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It would fuck him so bad. Yeah. He'd lose, universe, of course. Yeah. yeah. He'd lose, and I just think Brock would just make a mockery. Exactly. Or a mockery. A mockery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. He's got going on. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think for the casuals, dude, you know, you got to remember, there's a ton of wrestling fans that watch WrestleMania every single year, 
and like they're excited for it, but that's it. They don't watch anything else. And I think this will appeal to them seeing Brock throw around this freaking giant because Omos is huge, but uh, he's huge. But I, I just can't believe just Brock like agreed to work terrible. with him. I don't know why. I, I mean, maybe Brock's not as picky as I thought he was, dude. But nah, Brock's definitely the, the check cashes he'll do for the most part, whatever you tell him to do. I just feel like you know, we're we got to be down to less than maybe you know 10 or 12 Brock pay per view matches, and I just hate that we're. We're burning Wasting one of them one on Omos. Yeah. The WrestleMania one at that. Yeah. WrestleMania. I think that's what's got me so hung up, dude. It's like, even if it was SummerSlam, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I could accept it better. But, like, yeah. this is Wrestle Freaking Mania. Like, how many how many times has Brock headlined WrestleMania, dude? And, like, now it's like. Yeah. Just last you year. Know, he, he's, yeah. He's he's freaking Wrestling fighting Omos. Omos. It's fun. This is. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> this is terrible. And it was. And, and, you know, I, I didn't mind the MVP segment with the um the what's his set called the, the VIP the lounge. players the VIP lounge. lounge yeah the players lounge I didn't mind I didn't even mind that you know like I thought it was fun um, MVP obviously does a good job but it just I could not believe that it was actually happening they like shook hands and I was, was like terrible. oh god <laughs> yeah you guys want to talk about WWE's great booking this is not part of that this is a uh, Tony Khan 2.0 here. Because <laughs> yeah. this match is terrible, dude. I cannot believe they're actually putting one of their biggest stars in a match with Omos. Like, I mean, what if he gets hurt? That's my biggest thing. Is like, I mean, I guess you can't which really hurt one? Brock. I mean, Brock's Brock's. A, oh yeah, yeah true. I'd even worry about Omos getting hurt, dude. Like, yeah. he's gonna get slammed around for sure. Yeah, what she said. Mm, well, we'll see. <laughs> All right, let's hear from uh, J Bone coming down the aisle, and then we will get into some figure talk. You want to feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple Spotify or wherever you get podcasts today. Oh yeah, dig it. time for the weekly figure four reminder this segment is brought to you by ringside collectibles use code chick foley to save 10 percent on all your figure purchases at ringside we are going to do a uh, a live review slash unboxing of the latest ultimate edition series with razor ramon and aj styles at the end of this but first let's talk some figure news so i think the most uh, important thing that happened this week in figures was coliseum collection uh, series two dropping with rick rude and Jake the Snake, what's uh, what's you guys' thoughts on on this set? I really wish this was an Ultimate Edition because I would not have bought this otherwise. That's the only reason I bought it is just because it's Ultimates. Yeah, it's 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 accurate for what they're going for, right? A tribute to the LJN line, but these are just kind of underwhelming. The Rick Rude, I'm getting just to get, make a custom of with uh, our boy Ivy's custom figgies. 
And, and the, the Jake, Jake, we already have that. Yeah, it's fine. But we got this. It, not only did we already have it, but we just got this figure in 2020, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I, I had to give some crap too because, you know, we, we were doing some mild complaining on it in the Facebook group and OG Fig Kid, Tom Montalto, you know, I told him we're changing his name to OG Shield Kid because, you know, him and Bellcaster had on action figure attack this week oh, on uh, Fig Night at the Tavern. And you know how Tom is, dude. Anytime you interview oh, somebody, yeah. they could do no wrong. But he was just going. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. Captain Save a Fig defending this figure in the comments, and I—I I mean, I told you know, I'm not telling him, <laughs> I'm not talking mine is back. I told him this directly. I was like, dude, we're changing your name to OG Shield Kid because remember he did the same <laughs> thing for the longest. He was defending oh, the AW line he, to the death yeah. when like stores are taking pegs off. He defended Jeremy to yeah. the nail, dude. Yeah. Uh, so Tom, we love you, dude. But yeah, if you ever want to get in good with Tom, just go on his podcast, dude. And you're like, you shouldn't go for at least a couple weeks <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> uh, wow. But yeah, I uh, we, we love the tavern guys. I just love giving them shit. I, oh yeah, I, I always we we give yeah we give guys. we give Tom crap all the time behind the behind the scenes. We, what is it? Remember he told us love. that he whenever the Will Smith Chris Rock controversy was going down, he told us that he'd never seen a he'd Will never Smith seen a movie. Will Smith yeah. movie. And then was he'd never eaten a bagel or something stupid like no, I that? It was too. like he'd never eat a waffle or yeah. I think it was Waffle House. So he never ate he Waffle never House. He never ate a Waffle House, but there was something. He's like, Jersey, he's like, he's he never like, ate a bagel or, no, said, It was wow. he had never eaten a biscuit or a bagel. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? You are a grown ass man. Like he's <laughs> older than any of us. And he's like, I've never eaten a biscuit. I mean, this is, these are the kind of things that we have to deal with with Tom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, we love you, dude. But yeah, we're going to have you over for a bunch of bagels, some Waffle House takeout, and we're going to watch <laughs> Independence Day. That's right. Uh, if you ever come to Tennessee for Just a make sure show. you bring Dash. Yeah, for sure. All right, but back to the figures. Yeah, a little bit underwhelming, man. Um, but I'm still a, uh, I'm still a fan of what they're doing with the Coliseum Collection. So hopefully, we get to see Series Three sooner rather than later. One thing though, and I definitely recommend you guys go check out Fig Night at the Tavern because it was a really good interview they do yeah. with the Action Figure Attack. He said that the um, the crowd fund for this next one, he said it's going to be really expensive. He said start setting aside some money right now oh, so no. like what do you guys think it could be wcw it's Nitro probably just set. something the same but it's just inflation <laughs> wow <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be nitro but it's gonna have sparklers on it for goldberg <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Gonna, it's definitely gonna be an extravagant set the metal it's the raw stage dude like as cool as that stage. would be man like i don't think i really got the space for it dude so it's gonna come down to the figures for me because i'm gonna be flipping that stage most likely um Damn. I, I feel like that's what it's got to be, though. I feel like it's got to be like the raw stage, oh, maybe nitro. a nitro stage, or maybe maybe something where you could like mix and match and combine them. Because I feel like if it, you know the cell was the other big speculation, we get a hell in the cell set. But I don't feel like that would be super expensive, mm-hmm. right? No, it should be a WCW Thunder with Glacier. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's a full Glac- scale Hollywood backlot brawl oh replica. God. That'd be pretty yeah. sick. I don't think if they really wanted my that. money, dude, <laughs> they should just make it a 30 figure ultimate edition set and make the entire 1992 Royal Rumble in ultimate edition form. Guess what? Wow. That's not happening. So set your, I don't set know, your goals. I don't, know what price there, they, uh, I don't know what price they could put on it, man, that I'd say no, dude. I think I'd, I'd drop 1200 for that, dude. Damn. Easy. Seth wants it. He, he says, wants an MOC. He wants a, a box the size of a, you know, a freezer. Just like I mean, 30, it's 30 oh, ultimate editions. Ultimate edition is 30 bucks by itself. So you're looking at 900 just off the rip for regular ultimate editions. And then, yeah, they're charging a premium for those. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't, Jordan, you wouldn't do 1200 for all 30 members of the 92 World Rumble and Ultimate Edition. Well, here's the problem is I'm an Ultimate Edition completionist, so I would have to, but I wouldn't be thrilled with it. Take 
Take that out of the equation. No, like, I would not. I'm not dropping $1,200 on toys, Seth. Come no, on, bro. Legion yeah. of Doom. <clears throat> Ric Flair, nope. dude. No. Another Hulk Hogan. Negative. Jake the Snake. $1,200 is a house payment, bro. And, yeah. and uh, like, we already have a lot of these figures, dude. So it's like... We don't have an Ultimate Edition 1992 Undertaker. <laughs> we don't have Ultimate Edition <laughs> Legion of Doom. We don't got Ultimate Edition Sid Justice. So I would say, no, we don't have Ultimate... Tar- They're really... I mean, dude, the Ultimate roster is not that deep, dude. <sighs> Get him under roster. I don't know. Under roster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, like dude, I said, for me, it's this one's going to come down to the figures, dude. Like, unless, and you know, maybe I'm talking on my ass, dude. Maybe we see what it's actually going to be, and I'm just blown away. But I don't, I don't want a large installation, dude. Like, I'm totally fine with the the neon um, new gen entrance setup being my only like figure entrance set for you know as long as I'm still collecting these. What things. if they do like a, a nitro set with all of NWO on it? That'd be sick. That would be pretty cool. Dude, could yeah, you imagine we, getting everybody in NWO in ultimate form? Damn. We would need to get the... So, dude, if we did a Nitro set, yeah, we would need the, the OG3 in Ultimate Editions, yep. right? It would need to have, like, one of the tiers could be to have also include the announcer set up. Because remember how Nitro had, like, the announcer stage out to the side? And we get Shivani, Bischoff, and Bobby Heenan in Ultimate Edition also. Oh, my God, dude. That'd be sick, but... See? I'm buying yeah. that. Man, yeah, I would buy it, dude. Yeah, a nitro <laughs> setup would be a little bit smaller than the raw setup too. Somebody on the, um, on the figure forums also speculated, uh, you know, what would be my, um, like kind of like my just like you know wet dream for figures. They said do the raw ninety seven set and do the ninety seven heart foundation all in ultimate edition. Okay, yeah, the, I'm, uh, I'm here for that. Yeah, that's cool. Setup. Seth even if it was, you know, Seth would get yeah. HRD for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd buy that right away, dude. Yeah. Brett in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, Brett in a wheelchair. <laughs> Brett in a wheelchair. <laughs> Owen Hart yeah, says you're yeah. too damn selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you push a button and he's got a voice box. <laughs> I'm excited to see what it is, man, but I'm skeptical because you know the new gen set it it didn't make it across the line until they added that Macho Man figure in there. So yeah, it was I like, think it's really going to come down to the figures. There's a ton of people that have zero interest in yeah. these um these play sets and just want the big. So figures got to just knock it out of the park. Yeah, like you gotta he has to depend on like the completionist, like you know, like Jordan that want like all the ultimate editions. Um, he's got to depend. He's got to depend on the the peer pressure from the major bros, dude, telling well, everybody that they're they're jabronis if they don't fund this thing. Well, yeah, too. <laughs> I mean, I was right there with it, dude. If that one wasn't successful, we were never gonna get anything. Oh, yeah, it was cool. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, this one, I, I probably would have supported the last one even if I didn't love what they were offering. Also, yeah, I, I mean, another thing too is like with you know MDT, he kind of ruined uh, my view on Ultimates, and I'm very upset about it because I was all gung ho on it. But then, like, you know, watch, if you want to, like, watch his videos, and even when he was on the show, he kind of, like, you know, with the butterfly joints and all that stuff, like, you when you start to, like, contrast and compare, like, the elites with, like, some of the ultimates, he is right on some aspects. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think I you mean, can do every single – every single person should not have an ultimate. I think it, like, oh, yeah. it, it should be very limited. MDT of all people, MDT of all people, he's the he's the nitpickiest of the nitpicky yeah. when it comes to like body parts and stuff. Because every time I watch his videos, he's like, "Yeah, I like this." He'll you talk know. about the actual torso. Yeah, parts well, he's, he's like, "Yeah, this this torso is a little small." They're using yeah. the AJ Styles torso well, on this yeah. guy. <laughs> he really could use a you know. I like, like the like the, as far as the physical figure goes. Yeah, I prefer an elite to an ultimate all yeah. day long. I just like the ultimates because you're going to get the extra heads, the premium accessories, yeah. and. 
there tends to be a lot more TLC on like the gear and like the deco and stuff. Will, yeah, yeah, I mean, and if you're a photographer, dude, the extra articulation. Oh is yeah, definitely. I think. It, it you know it, it becomes like nitpicky with like what you'll you know you're gonna bring up later on when you start when you review the uh, the new ultimate set, but I'll, I'll talk about it then. But like, there's some things that are left out when when you have those like butterfly joints, um, like there's some detail. But like I said, well. Uh, well, and it just looks. I mean, I don't like the figure being all chopped up. On, There's dude. a lot going they look like on. Those yeah. Figure arts that came yeah. Out so a few I mean, you know, back. he's not wrong to be critical of the of the um, the ultimate editions and the butterfly joints and stuff. I but, didn't have as much beef with the ult. I mean, I still don't have beef with the ultimates. I like them a lot. Yeah. Before the butterfly joints, I thought they were a lot better, dude. I feel like the butterfly joints is really kind of where I started to like really start taking a look like man is all this really worth it you yeah because it's really it's really detracting from the actual like body of the figure yeah you know? kept asking could we instead of asking should we? <laughs> should we <laughs> you know, so. tale as old as time yeah song as old as rhyme beauty and the beast wow jeez <laughs> okay um there were as the rest of the week in figure news it was fairly light um we saw that surprise jade cargill brit two-pack pop up on amazon um yep Hopefully it's supposed to be shipping on, it's supposed to be here by like the six. Hopefully it is. Cause I love that pink, uh, Jade figure. And it's the first time we're getting the TBS belt from jazz. Oh. uh, did you see that one Marco? Yeah. I, well, of, of course I ordered it. I mean, mar- marks for both of the ladies. Um, and you get the, t- the, um, the TBS title as well. Um, first I refer to that one as the hose championship. I feel like that TBS logo looks like it says hose. <laughs> yeah. H O S. That's actually kind of funny. Um, that's funny. But we also have a new, uh, a new, a new um, figure coming down the line in, in the ZST line. Did we, uh, we didn't talk about this yet. Did oh we? God. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the Ahmed Johnson gate, dude. No, yeah. it's not Ahmed Johnson. Tony Norris. It's Tony, Tony Norris. Norris. Yeah. What are you talking Who's about? Who's Ahmed Johnson? Yeah. Even though Mitch, even though Mitch just dropped his, now zombies dropping. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I haven't been tracking. Throat. I haven't been tracking, but like I've I've loosely been seeing stuff in like the major group, uh, like all the drama with all the retro um, makers and stuff, dude. Like I don't, oh, I don't like they're like, oh yeah, there's like all kinds of beef going on. I'm like, what is happening, it's gonna, here, dude? Like. Who knew it could get so catty so quickly? It's gonna get it's gonna it's gonna hit a standstill at some point with like you know because they're all probably going after different you know wrestlers and their contracts and well I saw some people like just that. like making fun of the fact that like all these all these uh, fig makers are just putting out all this concept art and it's just like you know nothing's ever coming <laughs> of it like yeah look at the look at these concepts we have you know yeah. and there's really there's nothing ever actually produced you True. know uh, let's get into this ultimate edition review. All right, let's see what we got here. Who are we going to start with? Let's start with Razor. All right, so we got debut Razor here. Um, let's crack him open. Let's see what his little... All right, I'll put it on mute so we don't rape everybody's ears while she's just popping this thing out of the tray. Wow. Um, but, but the uh, So the little signatures thing on the inside says oozing machismo and say hello to the bad guy on the inside of the box. Nice. Jordan, while she's breaking this thing out, tell us what your favorite Razor Ramon match is. Uh, WrestleMania 10 versus Shawn Michaels. Not even close. Do I need to like describe it? Because everyone's seen it and it's fantastic. Yeah, so what ha- no, it's, nah. fun- it's what so funny that, that you match? said that. We actually watched that match today, dude. Like, Yeah, uh, my son Brett found my homage shirt that's got the picture of Shawn leaping off the ladder onto him. And uh, and yeah, he wanted to watch that match today, so he checked it out. And 
he enjoyed that match, but something that just absolutely like warmed my like dad heart. <laughs> um, I was in the office working. Sheena and my daughter were in their room watching a movie or something. And, um, you know, I forgot. You remember right after that match is Brett and Yokozuna for the world championship. And so I guess I guess my Brett just let it roll. Because like 20 minutes after I was back in my office, I hear this little voice go, yes. And then he comes running in the office and says, Brett beat Yokozuna for the championship. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, you know. Little tears started rolling down my cheeks. About, yeah. yeah, it was it was That's super awesome. sweet. All right, so give us uh, your thoughts on Davey Razor, Chan. So he's got the red red trunks, white or uh, yellow vest. I mean, looks good. I don't really love this face scan though. Does I mean he looks a little? I think he's. Tr- I think it looks like fake Razor, dude. Yeah, yeah. It looks. I think like... this is another like this one looks pretty good, right? The the smiling. Mm-hmm. Like yes. the big smile head scan looks pretty good. The smirk one, like the mean one, looks okay. But yeah, the I don't one know, something about the paint apps on this was is weird. Like I still, I still love that defining moments one, man. Like yeah. I got obviously that one's a ton of sentimental value for me because that was the second ever Mattel figure in my collection. Yeah, Jordan brought it to me uh, WrestleMania 31 weekend, but I still feel like that's the best Razor figure, man. That and the knee pads, dude. Yeah. Every other Razor we got has got the giant freaking grandpa knee you know grandpa playing pickup <laughs> basketball knee sleeves dude i just i really hate those knee pads man yeah um i mean they could they could this he's got the chest hair you know look uh looks like he's got miro's chest hair here it, 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 <laughs> yeah that's that's where i want to jump in the butterfly wings is there hair where the butterfly wings are like on the whole no. chest see that's and, oh my God, and that's something so, and that's like and, and like i said it's nitpicky but it's something like if you're gonna if you're gonna do like an ultimate edition figure, especially with someone like yeah, Razor if you Ramon, take if you take that vest off, just yeah, add the looks, hair to yeah. it. Just add the hair to yeah. the butterfly wings. It's like it looks like he's out. got just, like a yeah, it looks like he's got like a sleeveless gym shirt yeah, like cut like out. You know, like yeah, like that's like I said, it's nitpicky, yeah. but at the same time, it's like you couldn't take the extra steps. And but just it's add not some, really that nitpicky, dude. I mean, these are these are pre- these are thirty dollars. These are premium think. figures, dude. This is the top of the line that Mattel has to offer, dude. And they like that you can't skip details like that, dude. Yeah, like even with. Roman, they fill wow. the whole tattoo and like with the butterfly wing. Like if you if you bend it all the way back, it's still there. Like you can you can still see every detail of the tattoo. Like they couldn't do that to yeah, Razor it, Ramon. Like yeah, it looks like yeah, like Seth said, it looks like he's wearing a chest hair tank top, dude. Like it's like the the chest hair like just goes up to the neck and on the shoulders. Yeah, and the way that the traps are on this, like it makes his traps look like super huge because he's got this like separation between like the you know his pec and his. uh trap but cool figure i just i don't know man i i'm a little underwhelmed i'm not unhappy with it because i love razor but i feel like there was better attires they could have gone with and just a little bit better execution on it um but yeah let's get into aj what's his uh kind of catchphrase so uh this is the house that aj styles built and i am phenomenal so pretty pretty standard aj styles quotes this is a beautiful color of blue by the way this is like almost like a Carolina Panthers blue. Um, he's got the, the wind blowing hair sculpt and uh, smiling and just a regular, regular closed mouth stare. Just beautiful figure. All right. Come Sheena on. or Marco. While Sheena busts this thing out of his plastic prison, tell us your favorite AJ Styles match. Oh man. Um, let me see. John Cena, AJ Styles, uh, Royal Rumble. What was that? 20... 2017. 2017, yes. Yeah, that was a classic. That one there. Um, another guy with chest hair. Hopefully they are... Uh, not, not here, though. 
Oh no! They don't he's put chest hair. Yeah. Virgin. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, no chest hair, dude. He's, he's totally waxed. He's, he looks like yeah. He looks like Andy from Forty Year Old Virgin, dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Chest hair makes a big difference, dude. Yeah. It does. That's why. That's, that's why I was a, joking about Miro. That's been a big thing missed dude. on a lot of the AEW figures, dude. Yeah. I do love this AJ though. I think this is probably the best AJ figure we've gotten. I actually, surprisingly, I like this AJ a lot better than the, the Razor Ramon figure. What uh, what accessories we got, Sheen? So we got two sets of gloved hands, open and closed. We have a hooded vest with a soft goods hood. It's a sculpted poly pocket style vest um, with the uh, phenomenal one logo on the back, but it's also got a soft goods hood, soft goods phenomenal one T-shirt, and uh, that's it. Two extra head sculpts. So what do you what's your thoughts on this AJ? I think it's a good. I, I mean, I think it's a great AJ. We I mean we've had so many AJ styles. It's hard for me to get excited about another aj but this is a beautiful this is a beautiful um version of aj i think the phenomenal the the head the missing chest hair i think the phenomenal forearm head scan is the best of the like in action head scans they've given us you know they gave us roman doing the wah and they gave us edge looking like large marge when he's giving the spear yeah yeah. (laughs) pretty cool aj all right, we will get into our uh, retro wrestling recommendation and then hit you guys with some listener mail to close this one out. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode... My Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. We are kicking off Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. This is where we each pick a retro wrestling event for you guys to go back and watch. And we can't kick off the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week without asking the heel husband which of his 60 pair of chalkline shorts he is wearing tonight. So we need to do the chalkline check-in. So I got to I gotta balance the scales. You know, we just kind of... I wouldn't say thrash. I think we offer some constructive criticism of Ultimate Edition Razor Ramon. Uh, but I'm rocking the the Scott Hall Outsiders Blood Drip uh, Chalkline shorts. Yeah, those look great. Make sure you guys are using code PF10 at Chalkline to save uh, save ten percent. They got all kinds right of good now. stuff right now, dude. They got some sick Brett merch. That That's Pink Heart Foundation jacket is sick, yeah. man. Like if I was still yeah. uh, if I was still doing the Chalkline, I don't. Know, I, don't I may not get it just because one, I'm I'm definitely not doing the Chalkline jackets anymore. And even if I was, like. I don't know if I could even pull off the the pink jacket. You know what I mean? That that might be too much drip even for me. I don't know. I could pull it off. Um, but uh, the uh, <laughs> the the pink paint splatter shorts, dude. Those are those are really I cool. Think I like those new. Yeah, those look awesome. So I think they're like old school, like Umbro style shorts too. Yeah, you know, because I have their their other. I have the the black like the and the shorts. the sweat shorts, and they're really nice. Like if, if they if there's still any of those Talk on the site, those make nice stuff, yeah, dude, the yeah. quality is on point with those sweat shorts. Um, and uh, they feel really good. I would size up a little bit. They are a little bit like you know they're just cut 
trim. Um, but, uh, yeah, these look like they're like sports shorts, like, like, like Seth said, kind of like that old school, like umbro material. So I'd be interested. I don't know. I, I haven't decided whether I'm going to pull the trigger on them or not, but I'd be interested to see what the fabric feels like once they come in. Well, Jordan said he's getting them. So you can ask Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to order them tonight. How does it feel on your balls, bro? That's right. Use, uh, use code PF10. I will. All right, let's go around the horn. Sheena, what's your retro pick? So since these two guys have a high-profile match on Sunday, um, each of their own right, I'm going to pick uh, Revolution from 2022, John Mox. How was that a retro? That was a year ago. I, I like recent retros. <laughs> you do always go with the recent retro. It is on brand for you, but yeah. yeah. Sheena always goes with something within like the last 24 months. <laughs> I, like a re- I like a recent retro. My, my mom memory doesn't serve me to go back any like farther than that. you hop in that. the time machine and like the trip takes like 15 <laughs> seconds. Like, hey, we're here. <laughs> Well, you know what? There may be some people out there that have not seen this match. Right. So it's and it's a, it was an important match, dude. Uh, John Moxley and Di- Bri- <laughs> Easy Brian, Brian, Brian Danielson had a hell of a match. And then at the end, uh, we had the appearance, the debut of William Regal. And, you know, he kind of put the seeds in place to form the Blackpool Combat Club. So, uh, yeah. It was it was Good as thing. I say a moment. So oh, that was a I bet it was. And it'll and it'll and it'll get your chops. It'll get your chops ready for uh you know this weekend when you see John John Moxley and uh, Daniel Bryan fighting in their big matches this weekend. So not to you know not to step on Chena's choice, but I got an infinitely better option if you want to get hyped up for this match. Go back and watch Boom. the OG high profile Iron Man match WrestleMania 12, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. This is a match that for a long time I really didn't love. Um, you know. One, it was just, you know, it, as a kid, I thought it was kind of boring, right? It goes an hour, zero, zero. And then that goddamn Gorilla Monsoon comes out and screws Brett and starts overtime. He kind of kicked off the chain of events that ultimately led to the Montreal screw job. Um, but, you know, Brett's talked about that it's his favorite match ever. And as a, you know, more sophisticated adult fan going back and watching it, like, they really did have a lot of, like, really cool stuff going on in that match. And just the way they, they kind of... The, the pace kept changing up throughout and they, you know, who was on top changed. Like it was just a really, uh, really good match. And you get to see one of the all time best sweet chin musics when HBK hits sweet chin music on that poor timekeeper, dude. Like he knocks the fuck out of him at ringside. So watch out for that spot. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. Really, you could watch that whole show. That whole show is a good event. But if you only got an hour, check that one out. Jordan, what do you got? Um, I went with a match as well. I just went with uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man at WrestleMania 3. By far the highlight of of this card for me. Um, We're not going to talk about that racist piece of shit Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. We're going to talk about this match. and This is an absolute banger. Um, They both had talked about it after this match happened, about how much they enjoyed this match. So, yeah, definitely do yourself a favor and go back and watch this one. Marco? I have, uh, we got to go way back to uh, the year 2000 uh, to another, uh, if you want to, you know, spruce up your Iron Man match, uh, your, 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 your intelligence. We have uh, The Rock defending his WWF at the time championship against Triple H mm. in a 60-minute Iron Man match. Judgment Day 2000. It is. That's a fun one, man. Yeah. That's probably the most like pure fun Iron Man match that, that it's been, dude. That's like like if Brett and Sean was like uh you know, like a Oscar award winner, this was like the summer blockbuster. Yeah, it was like an of, action like, Iron movie. Man matches, man. <laughs> yeah. 
a lot of stuff going on, man. It's def- definitely a good template if you want to send the fans home happy on an Iron Man match. Well, I mean, if you want to watch anything that's in 8K resolution, you need to go with my retro <laughs> picks, okay? Wow. You don't want to go back and what? Retro. P- put, pop, your, pop your VCRs in, your, your VHS tapes. We had all the, we, you know, if you, if you even would have went back 10 years ago, we could have had all the decades. Because, you know, <laughs> Jordan had the 80s, I had the 90s, Marco had the 2000s. And, and I had Sheena's the 2020s. You had the two years ago. <laughs> Good job, Sheen. Way to hold it up. Hey, you know, can, can we at least admit that the last three years have felt like 10 years? That's um, true. So really, like, it, in, in essence, it, it does feel like it's a lifetime ago. I know. I feel that. like I'm aging in dog years right now. <laughs> I feel like I, I was like 31 last year and now I'm turning 45. <laughs> it's so true. It's very true. I feel I this kids, 100%. I think, I think it's having kids. They mess up your whole like space time. I continuum. was telling somebody that just the other day. I said, you know what? It's so funny because, you know, Seth and I were, you know, we were together. We were married 10 years before we had kids. And I feel like within that 10 years, like we didn't really age at all. We just kind of like were the same people like from that time until we had kids and then it's like all of a sudden you're just like holy crap like you really have a visual like scale of time because you see your kid like changing and yeah it's 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 wild how having kids like speeds up everything and makes everything kind of feel kind of crazy time just ruthlessly marches on no matter what you do (laughs) yeah Yeah. time is a flat circle (laughs) (laughs) do we got listener mail sheen oh yeah All right, first listener mail comes in from David Brooks. He says, Arrogant Splash. Yes. He says, uh, Are you all open to becoming Homo sapiens after almost slays the beast at WrestleMania? Oh Speaking of that match, do you think Brock will get Omos up for an F5 to end the match and create a highlight that will live on every Brock and Mania clip moving forward? Yeah, this match just exists for Brock to hit Omos with the F5. I'd be interested to see what the set design is because I, I don't know. I feel like just an F5 in the ring is not going to be enough. You know, if they were going on last, maybe they could do the whole ring collapse gimmick. But I think Omos is getting F5 like off the stage or I think this match exists just for the crazy spot to happen. Um, but maybe, maybe Brock takes it uh, like he knocks Omos out and he's like, you know, dead on the mat. And then Brock takes a forklift and like, you know, slings Omos <laughs> over. You know, he drives a forklift down yeah. to the down to the ring. Maybe. You're saying he loves heavy machinery. Dude. You would, I'm not, uh, not the tag you team. I'm tactics. off on Omos. You, you wanted uh, Bailey to like uh, murder Bianca at that uh, pay per view in the golf cart. Remember that? Mm. Oh yeah. Spot. yeah. <laughs> you want to? F- I just like I like I like a moment. You know. She loves a murder. I'm off on Omos though. We, uh, we already got we we got the elite for him, so that he's good enough for me. If I never feel if Brock just f fives right out of WWE, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Tony Barker says, what do you think uh, about the report that WrestleMania this year may feature less wrestlers than years past? Do you prefer only the best of the best making the card or should everyone be included in the biggest show of the year? Jordan, I'm going to toss this one to you. No, I I like it being less wrestlers. Everybody doesn't need to be on WrestleMania. Like, dude, this is the this is the pay-per-view of the year. I still don't like the two nights thing because (laughs) I, I don't feel like it. Everybody needs to be on it. And I feel like with two nights, with four hours a night, you're still getting 30, 35 wrestlers on the card. So yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I liked it when it was like a special moment. Like as Sheena would say, it's a Preach. moment that you if get you, on WrestleMania. 
If you, yeah. If, yep. I liked one night, one night, just like, we went to the last WrestleMania that was booked with any kind of rest- or the, any kind of restraint 31, you know, it was only seven matches. Yeah. 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 So yeah. After good. that, beyond that, it just got insane. And, I remember, I mean, I was like, I was like passing out at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33. There was like 13 matches. And it was a badass card. There was like no wasted space, but yeah, it's a lot. I think there's a happy medium where you make the people with the actual matches, make that special, right? Like you got to bust your ass all year to, Turn that WrestleMania match, but dude, give us the Battle Royals, dude. Like, bring the Battle Royals back on the yeah. car, and that's how you get everybody on yeah, there, we, dude. Those are always fun. Yeah, there's always some good spots, and you got two nights: do the women one night, the men one night, man. Yeah, so all today. I would say if you're if you're listening to this now, uh, definitely uh, right after listen to the Raw Down because we literally spent like I think thirty five to forty minutes discussing why all everyone doesn't need to be on a WrestleMania card. Like, it should only be. You know the people that have storylines going in the the main the pretty much not the main eventers but like you know everyone that's like a main yeah dude, the, big the, main, the top all the, the top of the card and like you know the upper mid card yeah dude. we don't that's, need that's we don't need uh, as we call them shit row um, and uh, like ricochet and. We don't know these guys. Just start with the obvious one. We don't need Omos on WrestleMania. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing here? Exactly. Because Brock's attached to him. Are we going to put Braun in a main event spot now, too? Like, what what are we doing? That's what I mean. Like, we don't need everybody there. So, yeah, definitely listen to that because, you know, we give our takes on that. So, pretty funny, though. All right, Mrs. Fig God Ari Wells coming nice. in with with the question, right. and this is this this might be my favorite question of the oh, no. uh, of the bunch. Uh-oh. It says in a zo- in a zombie apocalypse, which wrestler would you want to be paired up with, Zombie Land style? I'm going with Brock, dude. He can hunt, he can fish, he's a big badass dude. Like, dude, I'm going with I'm going with Brock in ah, the zombie apocalypse, so, dude. He's a, he's a survivalist, dude. You know that guy could survive out in the woods. So Here's my thing, dude. I, I like my odds to survive. I can hunt and fish on my own. Yeah, I'm going Daniel Bryan because he's going to know all the earth, mm, like roots stuff, and stuff. Yeah. That's a good call. And, That's a good call. And he'd probably beat me, but I at least have a puncher's chance of physically besting Daniel Bryan. Whereas Brock, <laughs> at any given moment, he could decide to just rip your arms off yeah, what, and beat you to death with him. Yeah, it's true. What, what, Brock's too risky, dude. Yeah, what if what you, you get a female? Get? Yeah, maybe you're okay, but it's yeah. another dude like. I'm not really feeling secure around Brock. Dude. He can yeah, literally he, he break just, my he neck. He just in pick about you up and throw seconds. you to the walkers, dude, and like yeah. take off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Daniel Bryan's got a harder goal, man. So he's probably not going to do that. He probably yeah. sacrificed himself for you. True. Yeah, and you're right. I, I do like the angle of like going with the you know he would know all the medicinal herbs out in nature, and you know Brock seems like the easy pick, but like I don't, and I don't know what kind of a hang Brock's going to be, dude. Like I don't see Brock. Ha- you know, it's, if you're just the last two people on earth, like. You see yourself having some like deep, long conversations with Brock. No, dude. Daniel Bryan is very intellectual. Yeah, dude. I don't he's... see Brock talking to you, dude. I see him being like he's going to be tasking you with shit, dude. Like he'll yeah. sharpen this stone, or, you know, go into that house and like see if there's any ammo. Dude. Like, oh, Marco, who are you going with in the in the zombie apocalypse? Um, man, you got to think about this too. Like, if you're with this person and like for, like forbid if they get bitten by a zombie, they become a zombie themselves. So you don't want a zombie Brock coming after you no. you're definitely oh god um, but true. <laughs> i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to concede i think daniel bryan may be the optimal pick here yeah i mean i'm gonna go, go with ahead. stone cold go i think for mm, mine. that'd be a good one. i think stone cold's a good one he's the same same idea you know outdoorsman uh definitely will have plenty of beer so we can definitely get drunk a lot while we're uh, running away from zombies and, and stuff. And Steve Austin's a good storyteller and stuff too. He knows how to drive a lot of different vehicles yeah I've seen yeah monster truck zamboni four-wheeler <laughs> so yeah 
Yeah, he could just he could just start start up whatever. Yeah, he'll be and if he, if he does become a zombie, he'll be too drunk to chase you down, so you can get away from him. <laughs> there you go. I, bet I, I bet I can guess Jordan's answer. He's gonna take Trish, dude. Okay, it, okay. Step on my joke, there, Sheen. If we're the last two people on Earth and we're the survivors, I'm 100 percent picking Trish. Like there there is nobody I'd rather have my last days with than Trish. If she becomes a zombie, and what if I can kill her. Yeah, Earth, I was gonna dude. say you're gonna have to repopulate the Earth. Man. I mean, it uh, won't be a problem. It will not <laughs> be a problem. <laughs> a I love how, they, I love how this is Ari's ass, question, Jordan. and then Shame yeah, you, and dude. then uh, it's Ari's question, and Jordan's oh, already moving if on. Ari with, expected with that, me to guess anything or say anything other than Trish. She's a fool. She knew what this question <laughs> was for. It's to divorce me on my birthday. So thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> She did on oh man. Yeah, that that was that was a good one, Ari. Thank you for that question. Uh Kendon says, is Triple H letting Vince book Chelsea Green and Brock Lesnar? Oh, I don't I mean I don't know about I Chelsea. Can see Brock, yeah. 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 Chelsea's definitely like the humor's not really connecting for me. Like I get what they're going for, but I don't really see I don't I don't see her, you know, being a women's champion in the next 18 months with that gimmick yeah. she's got right now. It's still it feels like it'd be more at home on NXT. She was than, yeah. Uh, on the main roster. I mean, I, I obviously like I'm not, you know, taking a dump on anybody, but I feel like she was way more mage, you know, on the indies with, with Cardona. Yeah. Dude, you yeah. know, Cardona might be here after WrestleMania. Yeah. That would be a really good first feud for, uh, for Cody. You know, they got a lot of, they're real good friends behind the scenes and both ex WWE guys who blew up on the indies. All right. Johnny JB says, do you ever look at your collection and ask yourself, why am I spending my money on all these toys? Every yeah, day. like last year when all I sold off Chief Chief J Strombo. <laughs> no, I do occasionally. I'll have like that like existential crisis, dude, where I'm like, you know, when we're doing, especially now because I don't have the space to display everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. pretty much eighty five percent of my collection is in totes out in the garage most of the time. But I don't know; it's still fun to me, dude. I love like even aside from just like the actual like having the figures, like. I love collecting, dude. I love collecting, like organizing, cataloging, like all that kind of stuff and keeping up with it. And, you know, and it's a pretty decent side hustle, like selling the stuff that I kind of phase out of the collection. Um, I, for me, I, I think I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to have another phase where I go off and sell like, you know, a, a grill figure like I did with that cheap J strong. <laughs> uh, that would definitely be something I, uh, I would recommend not doing again. <laughs> yeah i uh i, I, I think i'm gonna stick with it man is if mattel loses the license and whoever picks it up doesn't do the figures in a way that they seamlessly integrate with what i already got i'm, I'm that's when i'm gonna kind of like pull the plug on it what about what about you uh marco do you ever look at your collection and think like what am i doing oh, here of course all the time especially what have i become yeah <laughs> what have i become no it's it, it 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 definitely becomes harder too, especially like when you have like uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you have a a child that's also into like wrestling and figures and stuff like that, and literally when you get one, they just want yeah that you're, one you're that doubling, you want. You're doubling it. it yeah, is, uh, it's just you know, with the, especially with like you know Roman Reigns specifically, like literally any Roman Reigns that I have, it's you know it's no longer going to be mine anymore. It's going to be his. So. Yeah, it, it, it's like what the hell am I doing? It's 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 basically just like collecting for for him to use it 
it, yeah. the figures pretty much. At, we were really, we were really fortunate um, because Seth's mom, you know, Seth still had all of his childhood figures, dude. So Seth's mom gave us this like giant tote of like wrestling figures. So Brett has like endless possibilities um, of wrestler combinations and stuff, and he likes a lot of the old school like wrestlers and gimmicks and stuff. So and he's surprisingly done really well on knowing like. Cause I'll still let him play with the figures in my collection and he, you know, like he'll play with them soft. He doesn't just do like the kids in the old fucking Hasbro commercials where smash just smashing these things together. Dude. Like he actually like, you know, he'll ask like, are these delicate? You know, yeah. that's what he says. So, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. it's, that's actually added to me, man. Like that, that Brett's got a, you know, a, a pretty decent interest in the figures. What about you, Jordan? Do you ever look, do you ever look at your Funko collection and think um, what the hell? Um, there's so I collect a lot of things. Uh, we're going to talk about it. we we do figures, we do Funkos, we do shoes, I do bourbon. Like I think I could buy another house if I sold everything that I've bought. <laughs> and it's pretty embarrassing, honestly. But I mean, I, I just enjoy doing it. It, it is fun. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the hunting aspect of going to the store and get figures has really gone down in the past couple of years because yeah, I used to love sure. going, but I don't know, man, it just, it, it's changed so much in the past couple of years since COVID and it's just not as fun anymore, but I still order like the them stores all. Are, it seems like this, like, I feel like the stores are stocked up better than they used to be, but I feel like they're farther behind than they used to be, man. Yeah. Like it yeah. seems like. Even though there's more figures on the pegs, because there's for a while there, dude, like the majority of time you went to Walmart or Target, there was just nothing on the pegs. But do you think that's a product of people not buying figures in the store? And you know what I no, mean? No, I like, think it's a, I think the biggest thing is that the way they started doing the top picks at Walmart and the top picks and legends at Target kept stuff on the pegs more with the individual cases. Yeah. I think it's just more figures on the pegs, but, and I don't, I don't know what the deal is with stuff being like, maybe they, I'd really have to go look at it because that may just be in my mind, but. I just feel like it used to be like I would wait for certain certain things to like um, hit the pegs, but now I feel like if it's something I want that's on ringside, like just go ahead and get it. Yeah, because you know, it's going to yeah. be so long before it shows up in the store. If it even shows up at all, yeah. exactly. All right, Kevin Harrison says, "Who's a wrestler slash gimmick you couldn't stand, but eventually changed your mind on?" I I couldn't fast forward through anything Dominic Mysterio quick enough, but Condom. Has won me over. Yeah, I think um, I think my my biggest one like that was probably the New Day. I think when the Mm -hmm. New Day first came out, I was like, "What is happening here? This is ridiculous! Like, who are these guys? Like, this is so annoying." And they were so bad that that WrestleMania thirty week thirty one weekend, like it was just like a running joke for the Smarks to do the New Day chant, like just to get a laugh because they were so horrible. Yeah, and then the power of positivity uh, took over me, and um, I became a huge huge new day fan. So I, I, that's the, that's the most prominent one that I can remember. I mean, I'm sure it's happened several times throughout my wrestling fandom, but that one really sticks out because of, because like I said, I, the, the new day became such a huge phenomenon and you know, they, they won me over too after me just thinking they were so stupid. I go one that that's a great, great option. And they're one of the all time good examples of like a failed baby face who you just, you keep the gimmick the exact same, just make them heels and it works. Um, I, I'll go with Austin theory for more recently. Mm, I was a not one. a fan of Austin theory at all. Like he, I thought he was actually taking away from the product and he's won me over. I think the dude's a freaking stud now. Marco. Uh, probably gonna go with the biz. I wasn't mm. a huge fan of the biz at first. And then, um, I think around the time when he started that, you know, that intercontinental championship reign a few years back, uh, actually, Oh my God, that was like even put 2000, 16, 17, I'm thinking yeah. maybe. 
Yeah, had, there was about a two-year run there where it seemed like other guys may come in and win it for a few months, but Miz, but Miz was always was like the, the guy. Yeah, he became yeah. more consistent. Yeah. He he made it. He he kind of like made it more like prominent. Too, I, I gave him the credit for actually bringing that title back to like its like prominence because he was like he was the A champion on Monday Night Raw for a while with that with that IC title with Brock uh, had the uh, Universal Championship for holding it for ransom mm-hmm. pretty much. So he was that champion. He was there every week and. He, yeah, definitely turned me around. Nice. What about you, uh, Jordan? Um, I'm going to go Rick Rude. I, I hated Rick Rude when I was a kid. Like, I, just everything about him, I just didn't like. Uh, the fact that he made fun of everybody in the crowd and all that stuff, <laughs> I, just, I hated him. One of Ultimate Warriors, Greatest Foes. I mean, I, I just hated Rick Rude. But as time went on, I really appreciated what he did and um, his tights were absolutely awesome as I got older. So yeah, recruit for me. Nice Great choice. All right, Sambro hit us with his lightning round. Nice. Uh, he says, "Do you guys prefer small or large breed dogs?" Wow. Um, to I like. I mean, I like all dogs. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I'm a huge huge dog lover, but um, I've always had small breed dogs for the most part. So I just feel like that's I'm, cool. I'm cool with the small or medium, dude. Like anything, like. I don't know what he determines large. Like it, to me, like anything bigger than a gold retriever, it's like you might as well just get like a fucking pony. See, but see, I I I prefer like I like small dogs, or I want like the extra big dogs. Like I want like a mastiff or like massive, a great dane. Yeah, like Saint Bernard. Like they take a they take a shit in your backyard like a fucking landmine. Like, <laughs> no, dude. I can tell you right now if that's something that you still got rattling around as a dream, it's never fucking happening. <laughs> I've I've never mentioned getting getting a know, large breed I'm, dog. Yeah, I'm letting you know, like, don't bring it up again, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm I, lo- just, I dude. love that I love that this man allows me to get like you know 25 chickens, mm-hmm. goats. But uh, a mastiff is where yeah, we're drawing the line. Dude. <laughs> yeah, we're drawing a line. Dude, at a they're mastiff. just they're huge and they're expensive as fuck too, man. Like all yeah. your health care on those is going to be expensive. They're going to be it's like having another family member as far as how much food they're eating every month. Like you're telling yeah. me. I don't know. Man. Hat, hats off, yeah. people that do it because I I love all dogs, man, and you know the. Those dogs need loving families too, but it's definitely not in the cards for me to own a dog like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm team dash hound till I die, dude. Like I will always have a special place in my heart for the, the wiener dogs of definitely. the world. But, uh, yeah, probably small breed. What about, uh, what about you, Marco? Marco's a cat person. Oh. I so, mean, I am, uh, a, I am a cat person, but I haven't had a dog since I was like little, but, um, I was, I mean, I'm not sure if they're medium sized dogs. Probably, I mean, my favorite dog is a German Shepherd. That's um, a big dog. That, that's a large dog. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, a heavyweight. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not of the Mastiff St. Bernard. Yeah. It's not an extra large. Not like it's, yeah, that's why I said, I don't know what he's calling large. When I think large, I'm thinking like something where St. Like, Bernard, that's you like got to like make some design choices on your house based on this. <laughs> a large, dude, uh, like a retriever, a labs. I consider those like corgis are medium dogs. I labs still put German Shepherd German Shepherds dog, are large, large dogs. Yeah. No, they're large dogs. Maybe they could be large. They're like the top end of normal, dude. Those are pretty big dogs. I don't know. They're pretty big dogs too yeah they're right up there with like dobermans and uh rottweilers and stuff you know uh what about you jordan i mean we've always had big dogs like i had a lab mix i had a boxer mix and now i have an american bully so our dogs are big i mean our american bully weighs 125 pounds so it's not a small dog at all holy smokes dude 125 pounds that's crazy yeah, he eats a lot but 
But I mean, even I mean, even an American bully, they're not. I mean, they're not like the, the extra large. They're they're pretty normal size yeah, dogs. I mean, but they're just so they're just so muscly, dude. Those, those kind of dogs are just so stout. His biggest going pro- back to my Brock argument about the zombie apocalypse. I want a dog that I never have to worry about me being able to physically best. Well, that's true too. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I can I can take down a wiener dog. I mean, dude, our, our dog literally thinks he's a lap dog, so I wouldn't. I don't think you'd have to worry about that. Like he just wants to be. No, loved. I got you, dude. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm always thinking like worst case, man. Yeah. We could have brought our tiny horse to you guys' house for WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> we decided not to though. Yeah, Hawk Hawk brought um Pavlov. brought a Pavlov and he was a he's a micro dog. He's like a little chihuahua. chihuahua. Yeah, we have a mini yeah. horse. <laughs> um Sam Rose says, What color apples do you prefer? Mm. Um I mean green get, sour. Granny I gotta Smith. go with the honey. Honey, yeah. honey, crisp apples are the premier apple, dude. Because they're not, they're not like super. They're just like a crisp sweetness. You know what I mean? Not yeah, fuck like that. I want sour, dude. I remember my grandpa on my dad's side, my papa Jimmy. He had a green apple tree in his mm-hmm. yard, and I actually used to like pick them before they were even like all the way ripe. So they were just like just straight up nothing but sourness, dude. They're pretty damn good. Jordan, you going with the Granny Smith oh, too? Oh yeah, dude. That's by far my favorite apple. Every time they uh, start to do harvest around here and stuff, I get excited because those come out in full force. Marco, um, I don't think I have a favorite apple. If I actually you know what, what? sour apples definitely. I'm with Seth on that one. So you're a green apple fan. I'm a green apple guy. Yeah. Yeah. While we're on the top, while we're on the topic of apples, I just want to say whoever named Red Delicious apples can just f off, dude, because those things are not delicious. Dude. <laughs> they're they're gross. The texture's gross. Everything about them is gross. So if you're out there and you prefer Red Delicious apples, hit me up and I will give you better apple varieties <laughs> to try. Uh, I don't know why I get so offended by Red Delicious, but they're just they're just horrible, dude. And I think that's like. That's like the stereotypical apple. And I think most people probably just be like, oh, yeah, red delicious. I'm going to grab this. Oh, I don't like apples. Well, no shit, because you eat a red delicious apple. Idiot. Anyway, Sambro, hard shell or soft shell? I'm assuming he's talking about tacos. Well, soft. <laughs> what else would he be talking about, Sheena? I mean, you never know. If it's, if it's fresh, I like a hard shell. It's hard to be a crispy taco. But the integrity of the crispy tacos goes downhill very quickly. Man. Yeah. They don't um, travel well. Yeah, no. so you got to if, if, if I'm like at the restaurant, I'm going crispy all the way. If it's to go though, I'm probably going soft. So Taco yeah, Bell's soft. soft taco. Uh, I mean, if I'm like hitting the drive through and I'm like close to home, I'll go crispy, dude. I love a good twelve pack of the crispy ones. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the thing about the thing about Taco <laughs> Bell, like it's just I think you you expect a little degradation of the quality. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not expecting it to be like a hundred percent like super crisp because I mean those shells aren't super 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 fresh anyway. You know it's not like they How made dare the you say anything negative about Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> I love Taco it's Bell. Basically, like we this. got a badass one over by us that's got uh, touch screen ordering, so you can like fully customize your order, like mm. you know medium cheese, light cheese, extra cheese, all kinds of substitutions. Get all the fixings. Perfect. We'll have so many fucking fixings. So many fucking fixings. <laughs> That's a WrestleMania uh, meal if I've ever heard one. Maybe, yeah, they got the party box now, dude, where you it's for two. You get two Mexican pizzas, uh, 12, I think they call them nacho wings, nacho fries, and I think two uh, crunchy tacos. So what are yeah, you going to do? Yeah, we'll do, maybe we'll do that for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, did you answer hard shell, soft shell? Uh, hard shell, I would say. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you guys think about the comedic wrestling in AEW specifically? Dan Housen, OC, best friends, etc. It's not bad. They always keep it in like the mid card to low card. They don't try to do it in the main event. Um, I do say that 
AEW takes their comedic wrestling so far that it makes you like suspend disbelief mm-hmm. and like it uh it's very indie rific, but yeah. I, I don't mind it for what AEW is. Yeah. I agree with I agree with that take. Um do you think Eddie Kingston could be a major title holder? No, no, I think he's a really awesome sidekick, a really awesome character on the show, but I don't ever see him being an AEW champ. Yeah, I really, really like Eddie Kingston. I've, I've, I've definitely expressed my um, my Eddie Kingston fandom on here before, but yeah, it's it's hard for me to picture him holding. Looks like he's going to be a big gold. deal in Ring of Honor. What do you think, George? Did you see him winning the, winning the Ring of Honor championship? I could see him yeah, winning that, Ring of I Honor. I think that would be completely yeah. fine. I, I think everybody would like that. I think he quit AEW and that was going to be like the big hook. He, I think last night he said he was quitting AEW. Yeah. Oh, I saw he, he was supposed he was to be in the match, right? Yeah. To uh, say what he was doing. I love Eddie yeah. Kingston, so I'd be happy with him winning the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, me too. Um, what's the first thing you'd sell from your collection and what's the last thing you'd sell? I would sell the um, Chief J Strongbow for $100. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> You're in good company. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I would sell from my collection is probably uh, that Nyla Rose figure that I love so much. Dude, I, you guys know I just never liked that figure, dude. I just it's just it's just not for me. The head scan's not good. Don't love it. The last thing I'd sell from my collection is probably my Bret Hart signed Hitman glasses. Um, I was having a little crisis when we moved. I thought they got lost and they were actually hiding in the Money in the Bank briefcase, but I was like looking all over for them. I thought they were gone and man, it was, it was soul crushing, especially it, especially when I hang on to them now, because knowing that, you know, even if you sign up and, you know, buy tickets to go see Brett, that you may or may not get to actually meet Brett. (laughs) So, um, shout out to Conrad. Conrad. (laughs) My first thing I'd sell (laughs) probably one of the, the eight or nine Alexa bliss figures Mm -hmm. that I've somehow accumulated over the years. I think the last thing I'd sell, I think would be, um, I'll I'll stick with Mattel's just because I I don't want to get super sentimental on it. I think it'd be my Elite Twenty Eight Bray Wyatt. That was the first Mattel figure I got, so if it was the first one in. It'd be the last one out. You know, the absolute last thing I'd sell would be my Hasbro Bret Hart. I think I'd just die with that one. I would I would never sell that figure. But uh, yeah, Elite Twenty Eight Bray. What about you, Marco? Hmm. Uh, first thing I'd sell would be. Let me see. Like I said, probably any one of the uh, any one of the millions of Roman Reigns figures. That I have because of my my son. Uh, the last thing I would sell would be the LJN Ultimate Warrior because I love that mm. figure so much. Jordan, you going Funko first? That I'd sell. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd probably sell off my Star Wars Funko collection first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I would sell is my horror Funko Pops, though, because dude, I have a. I have all the original horror Funko Pops. Like I have all the Captain Spaulding's and all that stuff still in the box. So it would be really hard for me to part with those at this point. I mean, I have all the chases and everything like that. So yeah, I don't think I could ever part with those, honestly. I thought you were going to say that cross-eyed Trish Stratus LJN figure that I, I got. No, that's, that's super sentimental, I mean, that's, dude. that's been signed and everything since you gave it to me. So, yeah, that's really sentimental. It, that was the first time yeah. I ever met her was I got it signed. You weren't there, but <laughs> yeah, so meant a lot to me. Um. All right. Tyson Neil Trevino, the, pod found, the pod Foundation's TNT. number one fan. 
Dino Mike. Uh, he says, non-wrestling question, what road snacks, uh, drinks would you bring back and why? And I got some clarification. Oh. I said, well, drinks that are lo- no longer being made or current snacks. And he said, no longer in production. Oh, so damn, I didn't what uh so I mean it could be fast food, I guess, too. So like what what are what are your road trip uh Dang. essentials? That's hard. Oh man, give me a surge. Give me some squeeze it bottles of juice. Surge. Uh, what about uh, some Ecto Cooler? Some uh, yeah. peanut butter crisps. Original Dunkaroos. Oh, okay. Not, these, not these abominations. Some, butter, my, uh, some Butterfinger BBs. Oh, Butterfinger BBs. Oh, my God. You know, let me tell you, there was a, this was a, a not too long ago. It was a recent retro. Um, we, we went to Taco Bell and, um, I ordered the freaking grilled stuff burrito, dude. I used to love the freaking grilled stuff burrito, and they stopped making it. Seth laughed so hard. I was like, "You asshole!" I was I was on for like five years, dude. Oh, this was—I mean, this was a few years ago uh, when uh, when this happened. But yeah, I remember like because that was like my go-to. You know, like we don't eat Taco Bell a whole lot, but when we do, like we're gonna go hardcore. You know, and that grilled stuff burrito is probably like you know a thousand calories, but man, it is so freaking good. And yeah, I was like, you know, I said, I want the, you know, chicken or steak grill stuff burrito. I can't remember. And then all of a sudden she was like, we ain't got that no more. And I was like, Oh my God, Seth looked at me. Cause that was like my go-to order. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a sad day for uh, discontinued food items. I think for my drink, I'm going lemon ice Gatorade in a glass bottle. Mm. Mm. Glass bottles. I get nice. like ice cold. That lemon ice. Dang, one's excellent. I don't really know for, for a snack, man, probably shock tarts, man. Do you guys remember shock yep. tarts? They don't make shock tarts those, anymore. No. They make so. sour sweet tarts, sour chewy sweet tarts. Yeah. but all the reviews say it just ain't the same. What about the when the Ding Ding Man sold the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ice cream bars? Oh yeah, uh, those, those were not good. Way better yeah. in like theory than in actual. No, 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 those are like good. Sloth from the Goonies, dude. Stop like, it. About, <laughs> do you guys remember Kudos bars, like the granola bars with like the Snickers? M&M's and all that stuff. Yeah, I could not. Those definitely don't get the blood pumping for me as a grown up. But I remember as a kid always being excited to have like oh, yeah. a kudos bar show up in my lunch. What about the WWE ice cream bars? If you had a cooler or something. Oh, yeah. They came back out with those. They were not. They were not the same, dude. It was not even the same. limitation. Do you guys remember the sour Altoids? Yeah, Altoids. That wasn't even that long ago. Really? I mean, that was like the last 10 years. I feel like those have been around within the last decade. Mm. Cream savers, those haven't been around in a long time. Those are out again now. Well, golly, you can get some cream saver all you want, Sheena. <laughs> oh man, do you remember oh, the? Oh um, man, they had James. Oh, I was go ahead. Say, there was one more. The match. Remember um the Keebler? They had those like magic middles. Do you mm. remember those at all? It was like the um. It was basically like the middle of the cookie with like cream in the middle. I feel of it. like I remember that, but I can't. I can't place it. I'll have to Google it here in a what, second. What, James, what about the bubble gum ahead. beeper or the Fruitopia at lunch in, when we were in high school? Fruitopia, oh my God, it's like straight sugar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, JCC posted this picture, and it's it's a Keebler product, and I remember. I, I know the that I've chips. had these, the pizzerias. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I can't recall like what they taste Those were like. So I'm sure they taste good. like pizza chips. The but closest like, thing to them now is like uh, like pizza flavored Pringles. And it ain't even close. Yeah, those are weird because those were almost like they had like are a they pizza on a dough tortilla? flavor. It's like it's similar to a corn chip, but it really was like a like almost like a dough chip, dude. Did you know that um, 
I just saw that our buddy, uh, Joe Harrison, he was trying, he was doing a food tasting on his Facebook page of uh, barbecue Doritos. Yeah, those are good. Always, you know, yeah. He's always doing food I know, but I've never seen the barbecue Doritos before. They're at Sam's Club. Yeah. Well, that mm. that was a Sam's Club exclusive. You, I think they Do you guys remember, out. you remember Whisker Biscuits? Whoa. Whisker no. Biscuits. Like thing from Urban Dictionary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting rid of the Whisker Biscuit. Whisker do's and Whisker don'ts. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, how could, no one's picking this up? Joe Dirt. Dude, I literally called yeah. Whisker yes. Biscuits. After you said Whisker do's, I, I, I was picking oh, up what you were okay. laying down. Brian Vermeer says, eliminate one from history, Factions Edition. Oh, no. Four Horsemen, NWO, or DX? Eliminate DX. Okay. So we don't have to do the Mark, fifth Marco's, Marco's going with DX. <laughs> going with the Four Horsemen, dude. Uh, wow. The DX, I'm only, I'm only saving DX off that original 97 run, dude. No. From fucking yeah, I was going to eliminate Summer, the Horsemen, too. From SummerSlam 97 to WrestleMania 14, Sean, Triple H, China, and Rick Rude, man. Like, Give me that. Give me that all day long. Nope, dude. DX like, is I, gone. The Four Horsemen. Like, what did the Four Horsemen ever really do that was cool, man? Other than like nothing. Some of the but dude, at least they are not nothing. doing shit when they're sixty years old in the middle yeah, of the only, ring on a raw. Only 30. push wrestling to the forefront. I mean, yeah, that's because there's guys like fucking Paul Roma in the Four Horsemen. Who gives a fuck about that, dude? Like, Sid NWO is the only untouchable Lex. one in this question. Just so we're clear. True. Yeah. 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 True. The debates between DX and if you want to tell me. I, I would listen to an argument about how crappy DX got basically any time after the year 2000. Um, but I just think that 97 run was crazy, dude. Like, so yeah. I, and there's really nothing that's drawn me into the four horsemen other than like, you know, just the nostalgia. nostalgia. Mm-hmm. All right. Zach Hertzler says cold sub or hot sub. And what sub mm. is it? I like a cold sub, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'll take a cold sub. I do like a nice Philly cheese steak or, Occasionally, I'll go with something Meatball. toasted, but I like like if I go to Subway, I get a cold cut trio, dude, all day That's long. A good sub, Marco. Nope. Hot, hot sub, uh, steak bomb all day. Jordan, I'm a hot sub. I, I love Jersey Mike's hot subs, so yeah, definitely hot sub. I like a hot sub too, but I would have to say um, the. This is going to sound so gross, but like uh, the the Subway tuna sub is like so, I don't Ari know why. Loves it's, it. it's, Ari loves that. Okay. Subway well, makes good. a good tuna fish. Dude, dude, it's good, man. I don't want to say I'm the only one out of this group that's worked at Subway, so I am the only licensed sandwich artist played it on this <laughs> show. All right. Dude. I feel like, I feel dude, like the hot, like, don't get me wrong, a hot sub is awesome. It's delicious, but I feel like it's cheating, dude, because you get the melty cheese. You get all the grease and juices flowing more out of the meat. Mm. I feel like if you really want to know how good a sandwich a place is. A submarine sandwich should be a cold sandwich, I think. Yeah, yeah. if you really want to know like who makes the best sub in your city, you need to go cold, man. That's yeah, because so that's going to determine like the bread. You know what I mean? Because so like, you separate the boys from the men. Yeah, yeah, because anybody can like uh, toast or grill some bread. I, I, I think it's just two totally different products because I love a hot sandwich too, like a hot sub sandwich, like, you know, Philly cheesesteak or meatball or, you know, even like a, a hot like, uh, deli meat sandwich, but yeah, I just think like like Seth said, um, you got you got to go with the cold sandwich to really separate the men from the boys and see who's really got it, you know? Because you can just add salt and cheese whiz to anything, and it's like, oh yeah, this is delicious, you know? Ugh, no salt and cheese whiz, God, no. language, no. You know yuck! <laughs> cheese whiz, cover me in it. <laughs> uh, and then Brian Vermeer says his last question: Do you know what paprika actually is? Do you, any of you guys actually know what paprika? I mean, I know I know. Isn't what it like is. a ground or a dried up like red pepper flake or something like that? Not red pepper flake. Uh, Seth, do you know? 
It's paprika. Sorry, Marco. <laughs> it's like um it is a it's a spice, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like it, no, actually Jordan's kind of right. It's like red pepper spice almost. It is, but it's not a it's not a red pepper flake. It's actually just yeah, like a, a ground up, it's like dried ground and dehydrated powder. ground up red pepper. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like the it's like the uh you know white people spice. You know what I mean? Like there, there's like <laughs> you know like it's like uh, there's guajillo uh, peppers. You know what I mean? Like if you're seasoning something up, it's not going to be that spicy. Paprika is not a spicy spicy no. spice. God, no, um, it's more of a you know just a, a little bit of a you know accoutrement so yeah uh but it is ground up red pepper great on deviled eggs is that it for the listener nah, that's it thanks brian for and it's on a uh, high note man that was a good one <laughs> Uh, hit us with another food-related question last week uh but yeah thanks to everybody that wrote in the listener mail it's always fun we really enjoy answering you guys questions especially stuff that strays a little bit off uh outside the squared circle uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. All right. Before we get into trivia, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Find all of our Pod Foundation brothers and all of the links to all of our partners at chickfoley.com. Join our Facebook group at chickfoley.com as well. And uh, are you ready for some trivia, Seth? Let's do it. I'm ready to break my own record, get another street going after these two jabronis went one and done in the last two weeks. All right. Here we go. At the May 1995 In Your House, the okay. tag team champs were? Uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna. <sighs> yes. I yeah. told you you were going to get Disgusting. that, dude. Disgusting. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw In Your House 1995, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, All right. Maybe. Jordan, it's your birthday. You got your AEW pay-per-view this weekend, man. Hit us with some closing thoughts for this episode. <sighs> Man, I, I, I'm just here for a good birthday weekend. Hopefully, AEW delivers on Sunday night. But uh, you guys have a safe weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.